Once upon a time, <laughs> there were three people who lived on an island. Previously on Celebrity Survivor, 12 celebrities were marooned in Vanuatu. You really want food. With no food and no shelter. What do you have to do around here to eat? Left to fend for themselves, they were drenched by storm. Gotta stop raining. Gotta stop. It was tougher than anyone expected, and dancer Kim Johnson couldn't handle it. At the first tribal council, Kim asked her tribe to vote her out. Kim, the tribe has spoken. One by one, the survivors were outwitted. Ben, please bring me a torch. And one by one, they were voted out. Fiona. Amber. Wayne. The remaining girls now ruled the tribe, and they voted out the two athletes. Guy. Elson. Then came the bribery scandal. One person out of our alliance of four that has been offering money to other tribal members. I am talking about Justin. The whole tribe turned against Justin. You're a great guy, but I have to vote you out, sorry. Gabby was next to go. Gabrielle? Bring me a torch. Just three survivors were left, but the following day came a major twist. The past is about to come back and haunt you. You guys will be competing for a second chance to rejoin the tribe and to rejoin the game. A game which you can still win. It was Guy and Justin who rejoined the game. We're back. Guy convinced the girls that politician David couldn't be trusted. David? The tribe has spoken. David had been betrayed. Well, the fact that Imogen and uh, Nikki are liars and incredibly deceitful uh, doesn't exactly take me by surprise. The two newcomers were left up against the two girls. I definitely think there's two alliances. And it was Nicole who lost out. Three survivors remain. With $100,000 at stake, who will be voted the sole survivor? Australian Survivor Archives, the only podcast going over the complete history of Australian Survivor from Whaler's Way right through to the current day. We are here. We have made it. Episode 12 of Season 2, the finale. A sole survivor will be crowned today, and we're going to talk about it. This episode first aired on the 2nd of November, 2006. 
It is the shortest finale in the history of Australian Survivor, which we may have some issues with, or at least I will. I don't know about my esteemed co-host. We'll get to that. But it's an interesting one. History made in this episode on many different levels. My name is Ben, and sorry, but I call that bullshit. Oh, there's plenty of bullshit in this episode, Ben. <laughs> How good is Guy Leach? Anyway, guys, as you know, it's Matt Dyson. And, guys, it is finale time of Celebrity Survivor. Can you believe it, Ben? Episode 12 is finale. We're going to get the first ever winner of Celebrity Survivor. It ends up being the only winner because we never have another celebrity season ever again. Well, but, uh, we still get celebrity winners wanna, technically, don't we? <laughs> do we want Do we want another celebrity version yeah, after all this? I say yes. I, I reckon I'm actually keen for one. I mean, I know these days half of them are bloody half celebrity seasons, albeit the last Australian Survivor wasn't. But um, I could almost just go an all celebrity season, just and then and then maybe back to an all normal season would be great. Look, I don't say no anymore, Matt, because um, as we've said a lot throughout this season, I feel that the Champions vs. Contenders format did make this season relevant. And I would also argue, too, that having seen an ad recently for Big Brother VIP and the extent of the celebrities that have tried to get on that, I feel like they couldn't do much worse. So um, (laughs) Meghan Markle's brother apparently is a celebrity, Yippee. Um, I mean, no disrespect to the esteemed Luke Toki, who, of course, is on that season. But um, just saying, uh, Meghan Markle's brother is on that season. And, and did you see the promo for it? Oh, he's writing her a letter. What will he say? Like, Jesus, Channel 7 and your promos. Holy, holy crap balls. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the finale of Australian Survivor Season 2. And you know, it's so exciting to be able to talk about it. It just seemed like we started this yesterday. Uh, I think I was still in Canada when we started this. Now I'm in Australia. That happened in season one, didn't it? I was in New Zealand at the beginning, then I was in Canada. I just I can't do a season, Matt, without moving countries, apparently. But it's this is always going to be our shortest one that we ever did. It seems like it has flown by, but we've learnt so much. And it's always exciting to get the finale. We ramped up season one's finale. I mean, that is the greatest finale in the history of Australian Survivor. I stand by that. We then move into season two, which is maybe the worst finale in the history of Australian Survivor. I don't know. Maybe the most underwhelming finale. We'll, we'll talk about that. But it's always exciting. A finale, no matter how good or bad the season is, it's exciting because you're getting a winner, you're getting a runner-up, you're getting resolution to everything, and you're getting everything else. And there's some good stuff to talk about in this episode. There's some bad stuff to talk about in this episode. But that's kind of the season in general, isn't it, Matt? That's That kind of sums up season two of Australian Survivor. It's definitely a rushed episode, which, um, you know, thankfully, Channel 10 Survivor now, you know, the finales are are pretty epic and, you know, it actually feels like a finale. I don't know if this actually felt like a finale. Um, Maybe back in 2006 it did. It certainly doesn't 2021. But, um, yeah, look, it's it's an interesting one to talk about. Obviously, in the end, we have have two people uh, sitting there at the final two that have been voted out. Um, But I will say this, you know, listening to the, the speeches at Tribal Council, you know, I, I do get a bit more respect for these players by the end of it. So I think that's one thing I've, I take out of this episode that, um, you know, I guess before we start recapping it, you always think, oh, it's that twist and you end up with, you know, a winner that's been voted out. But but I don't know. I, I kind of do. I have to admit, I am kind of do look at it a little bit differently now and, and guys win. And, and even Justin's game and and um, Imogen's game as well. I mean, she played an incredible game. But, uh, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to talking about it. You're probably right, though. It's probably an underwhelming 
finale and probably the worst in Australian Survivor history, especially after. Yeah, I don't know. It's but I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about it, and I, I can't wait to just to, to get amongst it and dissect. I guess this last episode in in what's been a a bit of a you know a one off. Well, it has been a one off season, isn't it? Celebrity version. We haven't seen it again, and. Um, it's yeah, it, it's different. There's tree mails back, which I'm looking forward to. Yes. I get to read a little bit of tree mail twice. Um, you can, <laughs> yeah. hey, I've got it word for word, so I'm ready to go, Ben. Which I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's it, the underwhelming is a key word here, and this is by far the shortest. This is the only finale that's basically done in an hour. I mean, without ads, this is about a 50 minute finale. Every single other finale in Australian Survivor history is is a two-hour finale, basically. So you're looking at 120 minutes, uh, even three-hour finale sometimes when they combine the reunions, of course, with it. So I think that at the end of the day, that's where this has problems because there is some very snippy editing in this one that kind of just, it just feels very rushed. And the good moments in this that you should be celebrating kind of just get glossed over. And as you kind of said, it doesn't really feel like a finale. A finale should be epic and you feel it no matter what. Even, I would say, modern US Survivor, which has lost its way in terms of how finales used to be back in the day, they still feel a bit epic. You still know it's a finale. You're there to watch it. And Channel 10 obviously go all bells and whistles with their finales. I mean, they may as well hire John Williams and Hans Zimmer to do the score at the end. Like, they go all guns blazing with the pyrotechnics and everything. But it's... Yeah, this, this finale just, I feel like it should be a bit more grandiose and a bit more epic. We've got some good moments in it, but it's just so kind of rushed and gelled over. And got to say that we've, we've thoroughly enjoyed talking about this season. I, I kind of said before that, you know, there's good and bad and, and there isn't any season of Survivor. But I think kind of this episode maybe really sums up kind of the, the back end of this season, maybe the last two or three episodes of just since the twist. Since the twist, it's kind of not been the same in terms of how it felt. There's still... Some great moments. Obviously, as you just kind of said, I agree with you that you appreciate the gameplay of someone like Guy a lot more. Justin as well. We've always talked about him being a very hard person to read. Really appreciate him and Imogen as well in this kind of final three. But outside of that, I mean, we're just kind of going to go through the motions here and uh, get you to read some tree mail again, which I'm excited for. Big fella. I'm just going to say that. Big fella. That's what we're going to say when you read your tree mail. Big fella. Hey, and they've got the rights of passage. That's something that they did get right. I mean... Why don't they do that now in current? I don't know why. It doesn't take that long. You know the audience wants it. I mean, it should be a staple of every survivor. I mean, for me, when I watch the Rites of Passage, I get goosebumps every single time. And it annoys the shit out of me that they don't do it anymore. I almost, you know, like you feel like just grabbing someone, whoever's making that decision and just bloody wringing their neck and saying, you've got to put this in. Like, um, and do it properly. I mean, yeah, so it was actually, it was great to see that it was in this version of, of Survivor. You're just excited because you get to see your man Ben a couple of times. He's in the intro <laughs> here as well as in the Rites of Passage. Um, so, you know, that's that's about as much airtime as he got in his two episodes, isn't it? The the, the brief moments we, we yeah, see of him. He basically got the, he got the same amount of airtime in, in the recap of the finale yeah, than he did pr- for the whole pretty season. Much, but- pretty much. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Rites of Passage should be a staple. I've said earlier in this season that the gross food eating challenge should be a staple. The auction should be a staple. These are things that 100% should be in every single season of Survivor, no matter what version. That's that's my opinion as a traditionalist. I, I saw somewhere recently a comment on social media. I think it was from a player. It might have been Gerald from this season. Someone said about, oh, where was the auction this season? And they basically 
was a comment was something like, you know, oh, that's outdated now. We, you know, there's no point. I'm like, I don't think it is outdated. I don't think an auction can ever be outdated in Survivor. Like a gross yeah. eating challenge should be mandatory. Rites of passage, mandatory. And Agreed. of course the auction is, it's just, I mean, that's a, it's a no brainer for me. It's got to be in every season. 100% agree, Matt Dice. Look at us getting off to a good start here yeah. on the on the agreeing page. But uh, we get our little recap now. Obviously, last season we went a bit cray-cray with the epic epic intro because Eddie came on board and Eddie was all like, hey, let's cross the Lincoln and we got the great epic intro. But we get a bit of a shorter one this time, about two and a half minutes. And Dicko gives the recap of the season. We remember Ben gets the, the mention here as well. We get the great sort of recap of Guy's face when Wayne got voted out. We get Amber's classic, I just want some food line and... Then, of course, we get it all leading into the return of Justin and Guy, David's blindside, and then last week with Nicole. And then we're straight back to camp, and poor old Imogen is uh, feeling that the boys have taken over. She's only just realised this now, apparently. Um, I've got uh, notes here about Guy swimming. I like that. Guy sort of going out for a swim while Justin and Imogen are having their little morning catch-up. And I do like this speech, though, with Imogen when she's basically saying that, hey, look, we can't beat Guy. You know, you, you've got to realise that. Um, we've got to do what we can to beat him. And Justin's essentially going, well, I'm not going to roll over. You know, this is, uh, this is I can beat him. And I, I love kind of Justin just saying, like, I can beat Guy. It's not just that simple. So um, I always I, I still <laughs> have to laugh. I think it's Justin who still says, now it's really an individual game. They've been saying that since the freaking merge. <laughs> and they got to realise at some point that, yes, it's an individual individual immunity, Justin. You've got to win it soon, mate. Uh- <laughs> I would love if, if Guy in his final words after winning actually said that, said, now it's an individual game. <laughs> <laughs> They're just realising it all the time. Maybe it's, it's an individual game right now. But, you, um- you know, another thing I love is at every trouble council um, Dicko every time still lets them know that the, that the jury are not to speak yep. and aren't. And I'm like, yes, they know that by now, Dicko. You've told them like 10 times already. We don't need, like, oh, maybe, yeah, a bit. You, you can cut that out. You do not need to show that every, and the audience knows by now that that's the case. I mean, Matt, you're 12 Matt, episodes this, in. This is Channel 7. All right, their audiences are a little <laughs> bit less educated than some, so they've got to make sure that every single week, that the Channel 7 audience is like everywhere single. They've just watched Home and Away, Matt. You know, they've 2006, I don't know, was Chris Hemsworth still on Home and Away? Probably. So, you know, then goes Kim and, and Beck Hewitt was probably still on the show back then. I can't remember. So, therefore, they've, they've just had half an hour of pure Home and Away Summer Bay action and then they've gone, oh, what's this survivor? Oh, they can't speak to the people? Okay, I understand now. Just classic Channel 7 audience there. <laughs> Yeah, no comment. All right, cool. All right, moving on. Um, Tell you another thing I like. Yeah. That joke worked. You can literally oh, I think, hear a pin I, I, drop. I think, I think you, I, well, I think you, I think you, I, I don't need to bag out Channel 7. You did a pretty good job just bagging them out then. But, uh, but uh, hey. Bucket um, list, bag like out you. Channel 7 on episode 56 of ASA. God. Right, done. Tick. Oh, jeez. Now, I like here with Imogen too. Yeah, you were talking about it there. She's talking to Justin and she, she makes it clear. She says, Justin, don't fall on your sword. You know, this, you got to play as to win. And he, I love, Justin says, I am playing for second place, you know. But I do like that here. Imogen's getting in his head saying, you know, do not fall on your sword. Play your own game. You know, because I think she knows that really the only way she can get to the final two is either win immunity herself, which she's not that confident of doing against the two guys, 
or if Justin wins, maybe she can convince Justin to, to, to take herself. But, um, yeah, so it's just that getting in his head there just to make sure, hey, you know, guy's there to win, so try to beat him. The thing that I want to say about Justin, and we'll talk a bit about in this episode, is that I really don't know if Justin could win either way here. So, I mean, I really I kind of I kind of really wanted to make one of those fun little clips here of Justin, like, I'm not playing for second place, cut to the winner of Celebrity Survivor, his guy, like, you know, don't, but... It's not – I just don't see Justin winning this. I mean, we, we talked to David a little bit about it, kind of, you know, who he would have voted for and everything along those lines. But, I mean, realistically, even if Justin takes Imogen, I don't see him winning either way. And at the end of the day, he only loses by one vote. So it's not like he got swept at the end. And spoiler alert, if you're kind of listening to this and are watching along with us. But, yeah, so, I mean, there's 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 yeah. ripe moments here to make fun of the guy for silly comments in, in some memes. But – I just I didn't feel right doing it because I feel he couldn't have won either way. So he's and he's trying his darn best and he does a pretty good job to only lose to guy by one vote in this episode. In all fairness, too, there's only five people on the jury. Yeah, well, true, but <laughs> it's not many, is it? It's really not. It's really not many people, is it? It's, it's, yeah. it's almost not enough for a jury, to be honest. Which. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, but how else would you do it, it though? Just if you have, it, no, well, if you, you can't, have seven, you can't then only like three people don't, yeah. you know, the first three people are done and then the rest are on the jury. I'm yeah. not a fan of, like, you know, these seasons where basically everyone ends up on the jury, right? No, like, of course not. You know, I mean, winners at war. Oh, Sandra I mean, it would have been good. Would have been nice in my season. Well, I bet you it would have been, Matt. That's there why you I could have been on the jury. <laughs> yeah, look, imagine you on the jury. Imagine you standing up there. What would you say to Shane and, and Sean right at the end there? <laughs> oh, I know. Who, who knows? Who knows? I would have had plenty of time to think about it, though. But um, it's actually funny. I was just listening to a podcast um, with was it Australian uh, Survivor uh, Archives, the Oz no, Network. No, talking with, T-Bird, uh, <laughs> talking with T Bird, and I'm talking about Sandra, and she actually said that at the time when she, she decided to quit, um, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, what's the island called? Edge of, edge of Extinction. Edge of Extinction. Yeah, that, you don't um, remember it. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, if she would have known that uh, she was still going to get to be a part of the jury, she probably would have stayed because she'd never been on the jury before. But um, Wait, she didn't know was, that? Well, she was on freaking the original. No, that was Island of the Idol. That was an Edge of Extinction. Yeah, but surely no. she would have watched Edge of Extinction well, and knew that. Obviously not because um, she said that would be the only thing that would have changed her mind. But anyway, we're getting off course here. But I'm just saying it would have been nice, I guess, if, I'm not a fan of it anyway. I'm not a fan of the person getting voted out first, second, or third, or fourth, fifth yeah. to still be getting a choice to, Which, to decide who wins. Again, as we've talked a lot about, I mean, this, this is a very different season in the fact that, yeah, 12 contestants, 25 days. I mean, again, this this cast is literally half the size of what we're about to talk about after this season. Yeah, you know, exactly. This, this is literally a tribe on a Channel yeah. 10 season. Exactly. So, um, yeah, but... Look, I mean, we'll get to kind of the, the logistics of a five-person jury soon because it's very interesting when it comes to the vote breakdown, particularly of one person who realistically you would put in a lot for voting for Justin and they do not vote for Justin. So it's kind of, it's very interesting when we get to that, that, you know, Justin maybe thought he had it and he would have had the numbers had a certain person stuck with that. But um, yeah, anyway, rites of passage though, Matt. We, we're uh, here. Email, my friend. Oh, sorry. sorry. Sorry, sorry, big fella. Sorry, you need, shit, to, back, shit. You need to back up, my little friend. Back, take a step back, Ben. Come on now. This is the last time I ever get to read tree mail. Well, no. Did, well, Channel Second 10 has time. it sometimes, don't Do they? they? I don't know. I can't remember. Did you have, actually, did you? No. I've, I've asked you this before, but did you have no. a, like, not there was no. it filmed? 
So not even nah, Tree Mountain Channel. Well, nah, okay. nothing. Jesus. Nothing. Um, I got nothing, Ben. I, I literally, I didn't even get to Tree Mountain. I got nothing. Out. That's <laughs> all right. Tree <laughs> Mountain. <laughs> wow. uh, okay, let me go. Come on. This is uh, this is my time. You know this. I love doing this. You started out as a twelve tribe. Oh, see, I stuffed that one up. You started out as twelve <laughs> tribe mates. It's my time. It's my time, Ben. My time. <laughs> but the other nine succumb to their fates. As you come to the end of this bumpy ride, take the cave to the other side. There was no time for a goodbye kiss, but now's the time to reminisce. Oh. And of course, then we see the shot of them walking in and entering the caves. Now, this is a rite of passage. Fantastic. Can I just say the torches, the the things that they're using. A little bit cheap. It looks like they've literally just got them from Bunnings. Probably could have done a little bit more with that. It looks really cheap. Um, well, um, David Mason spent the budget a little bit too early on, obviously in this uh, season. But, but uh, they're seriously, yeah. they're straight out of Bunnings. These, these like the know, tiki the torches, tor- the tiki the, torches. The, yeah, yeah, the things that you get. But um, yeah, I, I mean, look for the. It's a good start to this episode because yes, like this, this rites of passage is great. The Besides the tiki torches, like this setting, this cave, holy crap, this is amazing. I want to go to this cave. Um, just the way the torches, the way it's lit, the way it's shot, it's just, it's epic. It's so Couldn't cool. They, and, could they have not done some sort of challenge in the cave or around? Oh, like, Thailand, yeah. No, I, I would yeah, love that. One of my I favorite know. challenges in Survivor history is that Thailand final challenge yeah. because it's just a setting. But, you know, I'm with you. Um, I'm, I'm definitely with you. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad they use it in some capacity because obviously we've got kind of like the, each of the name tiles, the way you've kind of got the shadows in the background, kind of the glow as they're as they're walking along. I'm um, just thinking, I'm just thinking maybe that French survivor team they used the cave or something and probably graffitied it like yeah. that. I still laugh how weren't they cutting down? They were cutting stuff off that that thousand year old, hundred thousand yeah. year old tree. Yeah, and they'll just yep. like cutting things out. Typical French, do something and run yeah. away. That's what they do. But um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean this this scene is epic, and uh, obviously we're gonna we're gonna go through uh, our our beloved cast members here. Um, and I gotta say, some get some better raps than others. Uh, we get another nickname for our esteemed David, uh, but we also get a few mm-hmm. other nicknames here for another couple of players. But um, Lord yeah. of the Manor. Lord of the Manor, Kim the original fire starter, Mr. Gadget for Guy. Uh, not for Guy, sorry, for Wayne. Guy says that to Wayne. The big man for Elton. Uh, the funniest woman on the planet for Amber. Um, Fiona doesn't really get a nickname. Imogen basically goes, thanks for blowing up. It helped me. <laughs> um, and who else did we have there? <laughs> SAS War Machine. Whole army, not one bloke. Turn it up, guy. Come on. <laughs> um, just, just, just no. No, 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 guy. Just just no. Um, and Nicole, best friend there for Imogen. And, yeah, queen of one-liners also for Amber as well. So I like it. And I, I kind of like it when they've got um, the, the little words there from the jury. You know, Gabby talking about it being political minds. Uh, Elton talking about the mental side of things. David expressing that he was kind of happy about what happened because it exposed the... He's still going on about the girl stabbing in the back. And Nicole saying about how she'd never been away from her boys for even one night. And she was away for that long. So, yeah, just... this Again, staple. This is emotional. It's epic. Everything about this is what I love about a finale of Survivor. 
bring it back, Channel 10. Yeah, look, I, I don't know what more to say about rites of passage other than what I've already said, which is we need to bring this back in modern-day Survivor. It's a must. But the thing I love about it, it, it gives you that last look of all the contestants that were in the season and especially the ones that, you know, you've forgotten about because they were, you know, remember this, this show was one episode a week. So the first person who went out first, you haven't seen them for like three months, you know, so it gives you that ex that look at them again, like, Oh yeah, that's right. They were in there. And I always, I remember I used to always think when I'd see this, I'm like, Oh, who, who is the player that I would have loved to have seen play more. So I'm going to ask you, Ben, after seeing this, out of the, the 12 casts, obviously, well, the nine that were remaining during this rites of passage that were that they obviously remembered, out of those nine, who would you have liked to have seen more of? Oh, I mean, obviously, I'm going to say my man David because I'd want him to go far. But if, if I'm going to, I feel, you know, we saw a lot of David. So I'm going to go based on the people early on. Um, Amber. Because I love how they explain her as the funniest woman on the planet and the queen of the one-liners. Now, we got a bit of that. And obviously, having had Amber on this show, she wouldn't have wanted to go much further because she didn't want to be there. But, I mean, she could have brought some just extra humour and going longer and would have been interesting to kind of see how she went along. I mean, imagine her at the final tribal council trying to, you know, she wouldn't give a shit. She'd be like, I don't really want to win this game. Like, you don't want to give me the money. Like, it just would have been entertaining. She would have pissed a lot of people off. But um, I know, I'm going to say... Kim Johnson. I don't know. I, I enjoyed chatting to her and kind of uh, learning a bit more. And I think even doesn't Imogen say here that she she did better than she gave herself credit for. So, um, yeah, she. I mean, I think just to me, the cliche ones always go to people who go out early because it would have made it a much different game had they lasted longer. Or Fiona. Fiona as well. Notice how I'm saying yeah. everyone in that first four vo- votes out except a certain person. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fiona would have been. I mean, Fiona, as we talked about, she... She played hard. She played strong. She played to win. So, um, yeah. What about you, Matt? Who do who do you think you would have liked to have seen? I mean, I'm a massive fan of Amber. I love Amber. She's amazing. But it's a toss up for me between between Fiona and Ben Wynn. But uh, <laughs> sorry, up. Ben, sorry, Ben Wynn. <laughs> but it's got it's going to be Fiona. No, look. In all seriousness, Fiona. I think. Out of the girls, I mean, other than obviously, it's, it almost seems like maybe other than Imogen that she really was probably the only one that actually really wanted to be there. I mean, there is no way in hell Fiona was ever going to try to, you know, get out of this game or ask mm. to leave or, you know, say, oh, no, it's too tough. I need to go home. There's no way Fiona would have done that. Like, she really wanted to play this game and I respect people like that. Like they're the sort of people, if I'm going to invest an hour of my time each week or these days, an hour of my time each day, it almost seems in the new survivor that, yeah, I want people to really want to be there. And Fiona for me was that person on the season. So yeah, I would have loved to have seen Fiona go a lot further. And it's a good point you make about how it's been three months since we've seen Kim, Ben, Amber, Fiona, because Back in 2006 as well, you got to remember, social media wasn't really a thing. We had just sort of started to see MySpace, and I don't really think Survivor had a much bigger of a presence back there. Yeah, you had the Channel 7 website, but, I mean, did you ever visit these websites back in the day when they are like, click on Yahoo 7? Like, okay, sometimes you would, but outside of that, what would you get? And unless you're listening to commercial radio the next morning to hear their exit interviews or seeing them on Sunrise, they just kind of quickly get forgotten about. Nowadays, if 
you get voted out first, you get ripped to shreds in the media, but then you're still on social media. You're still tweeting, watching the season. People can still kind of stay in touch with you and find out a little bit more about you if they want to chat to you. I'm sure you get fan messages. I'm sure you had at least one fan. One person might have remembered you. They at least can message you and talk to you and engage with you. They couldn't do that back in 2006. And obviously it's a celebrity version, so not as approachable as the Matt Dyson, but... Still, like, it, you're right. Like, they, these are players that you kind of... I used to always love that. I don't know about you when you watch Survivor, but I'd always kind of almost write down a list in, in a notebook and kind of remember them and try and... I'd always go in the top of my head, like, oh, who was voted out third? Oh, it was that person. Oh, I like them. And you try to remember them. And I feel like that memory retention was a lot better back then because you kind of had to remember them. So when you got to write the passage, you'd be like, oh, there they are. There's that person I really liked. And I'm sad that they're gone. And I'm going to get to see them in the reunion soon. So things like that. Yeah, de- definitely used to love the reunion for that to see the, to see the old players or the uh, the ones that got voted out early because yeah, that was your chance to to see them. And obviously in the American season, like they would ask all those those early boots, they'd ask everyone a question. So you actually got to hear from them. You know, unfortunately, we don't. Well, I mean, not that it, we've had many reunions. I was lucky enough, obviously, with my season to have one. But um, but you know, like I never got asked a question. And say, you're still waiting for JLP to ask you a yeah. question, aren't you? He might ask you on one day. <laughs> Well, there was multiple people I didn't get asked a question. I mean, and that, it's disappointing. Like, I didn't care, to be honest. I was there for the weekend for the to get on the piss, to be honest, if I'm being brutally honest. But, but um, you know, it didn't worry me if I got asked a question or not. But I felt sorry for, really, the audience because I think the audience probably want to hear from every player. You know, I mean... I'm, I'm, I'm on that I, page. I think every player should be asked a question. And from memory, the last US season to do that was Philippines. I'm pretty sure that was the last season mm-hmm. to do it. And it's to me, it... That, again, should be a staple because you're right. These players played the game and, and without taking the piss out of you every five seconds, Matt, like you still played the game. You still caused an impact. You were still more memorable on your season than I would say, you know, a third of that cast because people remember how you went out. And, like, to me, I want to hear from you. I want to hear, like, Matt, mm. you, you fucked up. What did you do? Like, and kind of just a simple question. <laughs> That's all you need to ask. And then you can sort of go, oh, no, I didn't. And, you know, shut up, Matt, and move on to the next person. But, like, at least we hear from you. Like, I, I'm all for that. I think everyone should be talked to in a reunion. Another episode, I guess, well, we can talk about that. It, 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 and it's a shame we didn't have a re- reunion for this season, the celebrity yeah, season, you know. Like, that would have been gold. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, I mean... <sighs> I think the thing is with this season, though, it's, it's always tricky with a celebrity version that you're going to get them all together again, yeah. right? Um, oh, and of obviously, course. Of they course. do it a little bit differently in terms of, you know, the, the format and everything. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, in a, in a couple of weeks, we're hoping to kind of do some form of reunion, even if we just get three of the people on together. It's something that's never been done before. So, obviously, there's a couple of Australian Survivor seasons that didn't have a reunion. What, three? Four? Three. Yeah, this or, season, or season three didn't. Um, no. Four did yours See, the did the one the one no the one after me didn't yeah did and then didn't, the re- didn't Jericho Jericho's season had a reunion didn't it no that I'm was that sure was before did. that that was before me my season yeah but but, but you I'm pretty sure that had a reunion before yours didn't it no 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 that uh, that had a reunion but then yeah that's um, what I mean yeah that had a reunion mine had a reunion the next one six didn't, didn't. all stars sort of did sort and of I did, had no yeah. idea about the new one because I haven't watched no it yet, so. no reunion. So no. it didn't. Okay, so, so that's what half them have. So season one, mm. season four, five, seven, if you count it as a reunion. So two, <laughs> three, six, and eight did not have reunions. A half. 
Wow. Can I say nothing beats season one at Whaler's Way reunion? Oh, How good I mean, that was epic. I mean, this is this is one thing that I was going to say, and now that you brought that up, I may as well touch on this. I mean, just the production value and everything. Say what you will about season one, no matter what your opinion is on that season. Nothing will beat the epicness of that finale mixed with the reunion. Even the Channel 10 ones, I feel, don't feel the same. I mean, they obviously had that chance with All-Stars, and given COVID, they couldn't really do probably the epicness they would have wanted to have done for All-Stars. But it's just, yeah, 100% right. Like, just the, the epicness of how it was all handled and everything along those lines. I mean, I guess you could argue All-Stars was kind of a bit like Channel 1 because they had, what, um, Andy G or whatever he's called now, Osha, yeah, doing it right. So, um, where's Osha involved more in Survivor? Come on. But, um, yeah, anyway. But uh, Rites of Passage should be a staple. What, what, yeah, one thing I'll finish off with the Rites of Passage. I love that um, when they leave the cave that they – they get on the canoes. So mm-hmm, they leave mm-hmm. the cave, get on the canoes, and obviously that's them, um, that's them heading to tribal. I thought that was a nice touch. I agree, and I love their little words that they have. So Imogen basically saying about how she really she's proud to have made the final three and she would really like to win. I love Justin's. Justin's is basically like, I'm so honoured to be in the final three. My mum and dad would be proud. Cool. That's good. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Justin's, I love Justin this episode. He's just, he's, he's everywhere this episode. He's, he's, Calling guy big fella. He's saying his parents would be proud. He's he's getting excited over bacon. He's hating riddles, and then he's basically apologising <laughs> and wanting to be friends with everyone. So just, just go, Justin. This episode, but guy, guy's eyes are on the prize. Like he's straight away like, I'm great, I'm happy to be here, but the job is not finished yet. I love that line from Guy when he's like, the job is not finished yet. Like, oh, you go, you go, guy. You are you are ready to you are ready to go, go, guy. Go, guy. Now, now I said, no, I actually made a mistake before. I said on their way to tribal. I meant on their way to the final uh, challenge. Yes. Yes. So I knew what you meant. Everyone knew what you meant. I think we all knew what you meant here. But again, like just the cinematography in this episode is great. Like the caves and we've kind of got these overhead shots. And obviously this would all be done by helicopters because drones weren't a thing in 2006. So they're they're on these little uh, canoe things with the, the locals and there's old Dicko, casual Dicko this week in his in his shorts and his shirt, just legs in the water. Like you never see JLP or Jeff with their legs in the water, do you? I don't think Lincoln got his legs. I mean, give me my bloody boat back. He couldn't he couldn't go out to get it himself. But he's Dicko, just casually uh, chilling on his Vanuatu holiday, barefoot. Dicko as well. Why not? I, I like it. I, I like the way they've set this up. Me too. Yeah, I, I do. I yeah, like the, it looks real, like the way they've kind of got these raft things and everything connected. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. It's got a good feel, and I like the fact that Dicko's just chilling there on his side of the, the you know, the, the the pontoon, I guess, the raft, and and I don't know. There's something I really, I don't like. We'll, we'll obviously talk a lot about. It. There's some part of it that the end part of this I don't like, but I like the feel of it. I like the look of it. It's yeah, and it's kind of it's always interesting to kind of work out how the cameras are set up because. From what you can tell, they've never got cameras directly on this because I'm guessing that might affect the weight of it. I don't know. So they've obviously got a little production pontoon or a production boat just kind of to the side of it. And then at the end, you're going to have those really cool overhead shots and they just leave Dicko alone. And kind of think of, I love Dicko, lonely Dicko on his little uh, in his little pontoon thing there. But I love this challenge. Again, I mean, have we talked anything bad about any challenge? The only thing we've really talked bad about challenges this season is that they've used the wrong one for immunity and reward. That's basically it. Yeah. This is this is arguably the 100% season for challenges. 
I think that I can't think of a Channel 10 season where everything was perfect. I mean, the Channel 10 seasons bump up the production value on. There's some epic, epic challenges in Channel 10. But, I mean, even on Channel uh, Season 1 on Channel 9, you know, measuring water. You know, we're not going into that again. But, um, yeah, I, I think this season has just, just blown it out of the park. If we were to rate seasons based on challenges, this season wins hands down. But, essentially, this is, uh, uh, as it again, this should be a staple of every season. It should be a final two which thankfully in Australian Survivor, we've never gone to a final three. We've only ever had a final two. And the final challenge should simply be an endurance challenge. How much do you want it? Hand on the idol. That is all you need to do. That is that is that is it. That to me is just what you should do. People may think it's repetitive. I think it's just, it's classic. That's exactly what you need to do. This is obviously a bit of a twist on that one. This was, I think, Pearl Island from memory. They did a very similar challenge to this with Sandra, Johnny Fairplay and Lil. And Lil won that, did she not from memory? God, it's been a while since I've watched uh, Pearl Islands. But they've basically got to stand on this pontoon uh, with all four of their limbs touching. So both hands, both feet have to be touching this. They've got to balance. And if any of their limbs lifts up at any point, they're eliminated. After an hour, if they're all still standing, they then have to remove basically one hand. Uh, and then at the end of the next hour, another. So then they're kind of one arm, one leg, and so on and so forth, which I like. Nice. I, I, Nah, slid, mate. Slid. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. But I, 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 I do, like, it's, it's, it's basic. And, like, it's a good product. Dico's saying, this pontoon's tied to the bottom of the water. Like, good on him. Um, but the one thing I'll say, we'll get to the, the controversial point of this, which is not really controversial, <laughs> let's be honest. But- <laughs> Sorry, I've got to cut in there. Where where else was it tied to? Did he think the pontoon was just going to start <laughs> swimming away in the well- next second? <laughs> That's why I'm thinking maybe he's just he said that to them just in case they thought that they're gonna have, like <laughs> head out halfway in the South Pacific and end up in like Samoa or something like that, you know, just kind of uh they'll end up back in Australia. Oh bloody hell, we're back in Darwin. Um Can you so- imagine that? Like like guy slides like, you know, a kilometre away and then his his foot comes up and guy yeah. uh, and Dick goes like, Guy, it slipped, not there's daylight and and, and, uh, and he's like, No, it slid, mate, it slid. A volleyball goes past Wilson! Wilson! Um, but that's it. Um, they've all got a, they all go in different positions. So Imogen's kind of got a, I don't downward know. dog? Would you call oh. it the downward dog? I was going to say doggy, but you go with downward dog. More correct. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, downward I'm like dog. it. I'm like it. I'm glad that she did that position. And not, no, I, I'm, not I'm on board. T- I'm on board with Imogen's position this episode. It's looking good. Um, <laughs> so is Dicko. Is Dicko casually in the water again, just chilling, just equal opportunity pervs. But... Yeah, so we get to, what, 49 minutes? Uh, actually, before we get to 49 minutes, we should say Imogen starts to tell her once upon a time, gets a bit excited, and then Dico questions him at 22 minutes, and he regrets, no itchy noses. Like, outside of what we're about to see with Guy, there's really no entertainment factors in this challenge. Nobody's, nah. no, nobody's offering deals, no one's bantering, nothing's going on. Even Dico's kind of not really on form in this challenge, but the talking point, Matt. In fairness, though, I mean, Justin's he's probably not going to start offering more deals. I think no. he's already done his dash <laughs> with offering deals, Ben. <laughs> the, the, the talking point, which this is all I remember this challenge for because I always remember, I guess, salty guy. So guy, at one point, his foot lifts off the pot. It's clear as day. You messaged me saying, oh, I didn't see his hand. And then when you show me the foot, I'm like, because as soon as you sent me that, I'm thinking like, uh, I'm pretty sure you do see it very clearly. And you do. It was his, see- it's his foot. It's his foot, not yeah, his it's hand. it's his foot. It's his foot. I, Which was, is- I was watching the hand and I was like, where is it? Where? And I, I rewatched it like five times. I like, ah, and I sent, 
sent you the screenshot of yeah. his back left and foot. It's, and it's, there's daylight. There is, yes, and even Dico yes. says it, which it's interesting because when they keep showing Justin, the way he moves his hands and feet, it almost looks like he's lifting up. There was one time I rewound it about three times, and I'm thinking, like, did they miss that? Justin's hand's totally off the pontoon there, but it's not. Like, he kind of keeps a finger on there. But guy slips, his foot comes off, Dicko straight away is like, your foot comes up, there's daylight, mate. To which Guy Leach just doesn't like to, uh, I guess, lose. Uh, sorry, but I call that bullshit. Nah, mate, I slipped. Ah, oh, that's crap. I watched myself do it. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then and then I like how Dicko just moves on. He's looks, he looks. Oh, he's Dicko's arguing. great. Yeah, and he moves on the other two. All right, only only ten seconds left. And guys like, nah, sorry, but I call that bullshit. Yeah, he's like that. that that's not fair. I, I wanted to do it myself. Yeah, like he Dicko's trying to move on with the challenge, and and guys still blowing up about it. Great refereeing by Dicko. Like that's what you need to be, right? Like I mean, you're a dad. Uh, your, your children aren't quite probably at that age yet where they're they're calling your dad bullshit for you know telling them to go to bed at six a six p.m. or something like that. But like if you're a teacher or anything, you've got to do this. You've kind of got to be firm, right? And I love that. I love that Dicko just basically all but ignores him, and guys just like oh, it's bullshit. I call crap on that. Like. I'm so like I love Guy. Like Guy's great. We're gonna talk Guy up. Of course we are. But what does Guy hope to achieve there? Like it's <laughs> it's clear as day that his foot came off it, slipped or not. The rules are the rules. He literally says in this episode, in a great speech, the rules are the rules. I didn't make them. Well, okay then. In this case, the rules are the rules. You didn't make them. <laughs> well, I think he just can't believe it happened. Like, it, yeah. he's annoyed at himself. You know, he's pissed off And he's a competitive man. He's very, yeah, like... of course. Yeah, I mean, I'm competitive. Like, you know, it's like if you're watching sport and your team's losing and all of a sudden you're going to blame the umpires. Oh, that calls bullshit. Like, you know, in the heat of the moment, you're like, ah. So, yeah, I can understand that. But I wonder, like, when we get Guy on in a couple of weeks, we're going to be like, Guy, come on, mate. Like, watch the replay. Like, do you still call it bullshit? Like, come on. What I love here, this this is the bit that I love the most. So, like, just after all that happens, they, they go into the second stage of this where they've got to have three points of contact. He calls it the tripod. They've got to have three points of contact. So what I think they, do they lift an arm? I think they do. Yeah. And um, yeah. So what I love about here, Dicko has a little, has another little dig at him. He goes, Oh, remember guys, can't even lose contact for one second. Uh, that was Guy's downfall. He's letting him, he's letting everyone know. Like it's a little dig again at, at Guy to say, "Oh well, don't lose don't lose contact with it." That was Guy's downfall. And I I just laughed at that because then Guy they sort of put a shot on Guy and he's just sitting there with his dirty look on his face. Which it I mean look again yeah you said it before too so with Guy like he's he's obviously salty because you, you know you want to win this challenge you lose this challenge you're like fuck and like this is where maybe you would usually see a deal like i mean we're gonna get a very famous situation next season aren't we and can i just point out this is the only final three challenge uh in the first three seasons in which nobody cries is that is that off my page Uh, obviously rob and shona and everyone had a bit of a cry last season and we're gonna get uh famously uh christy next season having a bit of a cry so um no tears guide nearly had some tears here but (laughs) i like yeah, yeah he spat the dummy um I like it. I like a final three with no crying. I actually prefer that. I look, look. I yeah. I don't want to foreshadow my thoughts on on next season's very famous challenge, but uh, I will have very much some uh, things to say about that one. But yeah, at the end of the day, Justin wins. They they last the two hours. They go basically to the one arm, one leg. Imogen barely lasts two seconds. So Justin wins. I, 
I don't like this. This is what I want to talk about. I don't like the stage three where they basically only go to two points of contact on the pontoon. So what? It's one arm, one arm, one leg. One arm, one leg. Uh, why, I mean, why don't you like it? What, what's because wrong? Because it? it's because it's final three. If this is to go into the immunity challenge, why, why let it come down to just like they're never going to be able to hold up very long in that position. So I mean, there would eventually be a winner with the, the the stage two with the, the the one arm and two I mean why all of a sudden are you coming down to one where it's basically only gonna be for a couple of seconds or maybe a minute most and then that's it. Like that's not a great way to finish. This is this is for the final two to get into the final two. Like oh, sorry, I, I think that was an error. I sorry, sorry, I think that's crap. No, that's bullshit. That's what you meant to say to me, Matt. Um I yeah. look I see what you're saying. I think if this was a normal season, a, a non-celebrity season, it wouldn't be this way. I think the only reason they're doing it is because it's this and they don't want to be out there for five hours. Um, but, yeah, I think yeah, you make a very solid point. I'm with you on that because, yeah, I was going back to my point, this is what the final challenge should be in Survivor. How much do you want it and not kind of a, you know, knock you out pretty quickly. So, yeah. Well, I'm, I, I'm, call, I'm, calling, I'm calling bullshit on it, just like I did. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I, I, I do like it. But, I mean, this is this episode, though, in general. Like, it's rushed. I mean, what are we now kind of... We're pretty much halfway through the episode right now because uh, it's a 50-minute episode. We're at the, uh, like, the 21-minute mark at the end of this. So we're a couple of minutes away from him halfway through, and we haven't even gotten to the, the vote out of Imogen here, which we're about to get to. But I do love when Justin... So it's his first immunity, his own immunity, the most important immunity. And I love Dicko when he gets there and he puts the necklace around Justin. He's like, great effort, son. Uh, oh, Dicko likes Justin But as I mentioned before I do love that shot Lonely Dicko on the raft Overhead shot As uh, the, they go off on the Why are they going the opposite direction? Didn't they come in the other way before? <laughs> like on the canoes They're going out to freaking ocean Here uh, The other direction <laughs> But um, Yeah So Justin will get the choice. This is, again, why I think it should always be a final two and have a challenge like this because this is, to me, like one of the best parts of any season with a with a final two. It's that one person who has immunity around the neck and they've got to make the decision. Like, this is drama built in. Like, don't give me this bullshit now in US of, oh, we're going to have a fire-building challenge at the end to take like, like The only reason you have this bullcrap at the end with the final three that you brought in because you thought, oh, the, the third-place person always was the best player of the season. They always got taken away. Is you just you lose that tension. Like, it's just, I, I just do not like a final three. Never liked a final three. It's probably only seasons away to where a final four. Just have a final ten. Why not? Jesus Christ. But keep it at a final two. It's that simple. Final two, the one thing Australian Survivor has easily over US Survivor is that they've never gone to a final three. And I've probably jinxed that now. They'll probably do it in the next season. But anyway, I love a final two. Matt, quick thoughts. Do you like a final two or a final three better? No, I'm final two all the way. I agree with everything you just said. Um, I like here Justin has a confessional when they get back from the challenge. He talks about he leaves it because he hadn't, hadn't never won immunity before. So he no, said, out of, immunity, all, yeah. Yeah, out of all immunities to win, you know, what a, what a way. This is the best one of all. So I love that, that the fact that that was his first. I mean, and I think from memory, correct me if I'm wrong, in season 19 Samoa with Russell, like he won the final immunity. He did it in Heroes versus Bill. I think every time he got to the end, he won the final immunity. I'm pretty sure from memory in, in season 19 Samoa that that might have been the only one he won as well. 
which um which got him to the end. Like obviously yeah, that's why he always gets to the final two. Because was it um what was the guy's name? Was it Brett? Wasn't it the one that well, basically was outnumbered? Yeah, they won. And he, yeah, they won holding up the. They had like the holding up yeah, the pole with with the right. little like yep. statue thing on top. But I don't think he had won a f- immunity up until pretty, then. So he won the final. Sure, you're right. Yeah. But, you know, um, th- that's what I love about, you know, like that's the one that's the most important. If you're going to win one, you've got to win that one when there's three people left and you're trying to get in the final two. So I, I did like that little professional by Justin. You think, He's pretty. You think, you think about some of the epic moments when it comes to any season. of Like, I mean, no, no matter what we'll say next season, everyone remembers the, the final challenge with Christian Lee, no matter what. You remember yeah. that. You just, you do. I mean, think back to Borneo, the whole Richard Hatch basically inventing why this is so, like, you know, he takes his hand off. Like, well, I know what's going to happen here. No matter what happens, they're going to take me. So, like, I mean, will we, ever, just, will we ever get that again? Will we ever get I, someone with the balls to just say after a minute, say, you know what, I'm just going to sit out and have I, the, I, I, have, I, they I, have the oranges? Did he get oranges? Yeah, yeah, he did. And <laughs> and then Rudy slipped. Rudy, I mean, Rudy, we call him bullshit. Like, no, nah, yeah. that's bullshit. Like, yeah, wow. But anyway, like, final two should be a thing. But, yeah, there's not a whole lot really here to discuss before we get to the tribal. As you said, kind of, the. I mean, Justin's going on here about how he's going to essentially take the weakest person who will be up against a jury. He basically says at first it should be Imogen, but then he realises, well, no, maybe not Imogen because... Imogen's, um, you, you know, she's got strong links on the jury and, and that she doesn't know if he can beat her. And then he talks about Guy saying, like, oh, he's got Elton's and probably David's vote. So uh, I don't know which way to go. Uh, so, I mean, it's a it's the confessional you want. You don't want it to be a, yeah. a surefire, you know, like, oh, we 100% know who's going. I mean, one thing, which, I mean, we should say this is a history-making tribal council. This is the first time in Australian Survivor history we have a final three tribal council, of course, because last season they just kicked Joel off after the challenge. So um, they didn't go yeah. to tribal, remember. So this is the first time we have a tribal council like this. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we now go into to tribal and... Going back to our point we said before, it doesn't really feel like a finale. So while I'm being a bit of a hypocrite by saying I like the fact that we get a confessional from Justin basically giving us a bit of a teaser, there's no real epic build-up here. Like no, you just, It's kind of no. just very laid back and they're all just kind of chill at tribal. I mean, Imogen's smiling when she gets voted out because she kind of knows. So it's kind of like it's just... The, the only thing I like about this tribal is I think we've got Dicko's thug life moment here. Is when he, Dicko looks bored. Dicko comes in, he's got the votes. So. <sighs> All right, let's get this over and done with. Dicko's <laughs> like, like, got shit to do. Dicko oh, Dick, wants to. Dicko's trying to break bread with the rest of the bloody cast and crews. Dicko's eating steak with Elton. Like, like you take it. Come on, chop, chop. Taking up too much of Dicko's time here. Really, Imogen, fuck off. Right, let's go. Um, but I mean, I don't really have much to add. Imogen sadly goes. I, I I've seen this season now like three, four, five times, and I know what happens in this tribal, but. When Imogen gets voted out, I get a bit sad. I always just feel a little bit like, oh, not Imogen. And she has some great final words. I know that's kind of your thing. I, I, I hope you've written them down. If not, I've got some backup for you, Matt. But, yeah, I mean, by her getting voted out creates history. That means everybody this season has been voted out. The Queen is gone. And got to say, as we said with David when he got voted out, probably robbed of a very epic final two to have these two at the end. But, uh we're now left with the two people who got voted out back in the game, and when we get to some forum comments later on, people weren't happy about this, Matt. So, um, yeah, I'm sad. Get- I'm sad to see Imogen go. Why am I still sad? 15 years ago and I'm still sad. I was gonna say, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to the final words, Ben. So Imogen, she 
points to Justin. She's, she's talking to Justin here. She says, Justin, I think you have made a really big mistake tonight that you've forgotten about guys' popularity from the beginning of the game. And that if you, uh, she thinks that if she, if he would have chosen her, that it would have been the honorable fair fight that they'd all talked about. Um, she said that she's holding her head up high and that she um, gave it her hundred percent. So that was a nice little final words from Imogen, but she's dirty. I mean, she's annoyed that the final two are people had been voted out. She kind of made a few comments throughout, you know, those last couple of episodes, especially this episode about, you know, the fact that they had been voted out and, you know, I think for her that, um, you know, she was the last one standing that hadn't been voted out. She probably, you know, felt like she was the des- deserving winner. I think we, I think we can probably agree that she was the, the deserving winner because she was the last one standing that hadn't been voted out. But, um, but yeah, it wasn't to be. And Justin chooses to go up against Guy instead of her. Now, if Justin would have taken Imogen, I think he loses even probably more severely. I mean, he only lost by one vote. There was only five votes cast, so obviously, but uh, he loses three to two anyway to Guy. But does he does he end up losing? Does he end up losing? Uh, you know, five nil if he takes Imogen. I don't know if he loses five nil, but um, I mean, yeah, like obviously he loses Imogen's vote at the end. Nicole's not going to vote him. Uh maybe he uh, like David. We know wouldn't have voted for her. Um. Gabby, maybe, because obviously Gabby doesn't vote for Justin at the end. So Gabby's obviously a bit pissed off in some capacity in the girl power thing. So, yeah, and Elton, who does Elton vote for? Um, And Guy. um, Yeah, geez, it's a good question. It's a thoroughly good question, Um, uh, which, yeah, I I mean, it goes back to my point where I say I don't think he wins either way, unfortunately, but... um, yeah, that's a it's a very solid question as well. But I think it's important for us. Obviously, we, we eulogize people when they get voted out. We'll eulogize Imogen here as well because I think it's obviously very important. Uh, uh, go, go who, Matt. Yes. Who, who's her charity? They don't put it up. Uh, her charity is uh, the esteemed Cambodia Foundation, uh, which I will see if that link works because I can tell you that uh, Rite Aid Inc. will get to guys later on. He's uh, no longer available and neither is... Uh, the Cambodia Foundation, so I couldn't tell you what they are. But, um, look, we've we've praised her. Queen Imogen, amazing. Australian Survivor Hall of Fame, inaugural class of 2020, as voted by us and the fans. I mean, there's not a whole lot more to add, really, on just an amazing play. The, the thing that I think I've learnt a lot more so than ever before by doing this podcast, by going over her game, she's very unassuming at being good. Imogen, mm. I don't think, realises what she did and how good she was at this game because she can come across as a bit naive. And We heard about it with David and kind of her decisions that she makes at that point by voting David out. You know, even in the Hall of Fame interview I did with her last year, kind of it almost seems like she doesn't still kind of get what she did and, and why she was good at this game. And I like that about her because... You know, it could be so easy to be like, oh, she's this this queen and smarts about it. But it's just almost like she just was just being herself and kind of just played this game along with what fell in front of her and it made her such a good player. I mean, you look at Katie. Katie was incredible. She was just so on the ball with everything that she did. She was calculated and everything around everything. And she can still to this day talk about what she did and how close she got and the competitive nature. Imogen to me was just there. She kind of 
was very lucky at the beginning to survive. <laughs> so lucky. She sh should have very much been the first person voted out of this game. But kept surviving, kept surviving. Made some great moves, great relationships. I mean, her alliance with Nicole is arguably still the, the strongest power couple we've ever had in Australian Survivor. And just... That is a dangerous player. And I am saying this right now. If Imogen Bailey was to come back to play again today, she would be a huge threat. I think she would make it very far again based on this kind of unassuming nature that she has as a player. And that, to me, is what makes her good. I'm seeing so many comments on these forums from 2006. People hated her. I, I didn't think... I thought she was a popular player, but she is today. But back then, the fans did not like her from what I'm seeing. So, yeah, fascinating, but... I, I can't praise her enough. I am so glad she made the Hall of Fame in the first year that uh, that we were involved in it. And I think she is just a, an utter legend of Australian Survivor and deserves more praise than she ultimately gets in the community. Yeah, I'm surprised that people on the forums didn't like her. I mean, I'm sure she had plenty of people, you know, fans that did like her playing the game. But I think if you're playing with her, like she'd be a very likable popular person because she'd probably be easy to talk to and you're right she, you know that sort of person that type of personality you know does get you far in the game you know like you know different obviously personality to Luke Toki but look at Luke like people even then they knew how much of a good player he was he's so likable that the people keep him around where Imogen's the same you know like she's just yeah she's clearly a likable person you know and that gets her far in, in the game of Survivor as you know, has been proven with a lot of these players, you know, that if you, if, if you can become very likable, you know, people are, are willing to, to take the risk and keep you around. But, um, yeah, look, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have too much more to say about Imogen. I like the way she played. You're spot on. She could easily be in the first boot. I'm thankful that she wasn't um, because, you know, we, we got to see you know, a good game player in the end. And, and you're probably right. There's probably times that she did show that maybe at times she didn't quite know exactly what she was doing in this game, but she managed to get away through it. And um, yeah, she got herself to, to day 20, what day 23, day 24 and uh, almost, almost got to the end and, and probably would have won the game if she did. Which, which this is the thing that I think it's important to point out that, you know, so easily today in Survivor, we're so used to these big game players, the the, the golden gods, the, the the Luke, you know, the flashy players that give you great sound bites, give you great replay value, and that's what people assume Survivor is about. But it's never been about that. And and Imogen's not that player. Imogen, she is the only player in the history of Australian Survivor to give up individual immunity in a very ballsy fucking move. But she didn't do that to to make a move, did she? She did that because she wanted to speak her mind. And she wanted to do it in a way that she was still vulnerable, which was just ballsy in its in a weird way, in an unassuming way. And I think that this is where someone like Imogen will get forgotten about in, in the grand scheme of things because people don't see these ballsy, flashy moves and the golden gods and even the Rob Dixons and the Katies that you kind of, you know, they, they give that. So that's why I, I always appreciate a player like Imogen. And I, I stand by the fact that, you know, we've said that David's probably the best player this season. Imogen's probably equal if not second best I don't know around that best female player of this season by far yeah yeah um and you know I would hold a candle that she if we redid a rankings of Australian Survivor players on that shit one we did over in the Oz Network she she easily makes the top 20 possibly top 10 greatest Australian Survivor players of all time to me and that that's my opinion take it with how you want out there but uh yeah I I can't speak highly enough of Imogen so congratulations I Imogen don't say we about that ranking. See, I had nothing to do with it, Ben. 
yeah, I'm, I'm blaming uh, Cable and <laughs> Cable and I. And we will say just quickly now, just touching on it. Um, obviously, we'll talk a little bit more at the end of the episode of kind of how the direction is going. That uh, obviously we've we've been in constant communication with Imogen. We had her on the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame last year when she was inducted. It does look like at the moment that just based on kind of the world and and life, and, and she's a new mum. She's 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 working sort of in lockdown at the moment and everything. That uh, an interview with her might not actually be possible at the moment, but it will be something that we will not give up on. So even if it's in three years time, when we're on your season, uh, we'll bump you for Imogen. So, um, (laughs) you'll, you'll be a week later. If all of a sudden Imogen, uh, can do that. So, um, it may not happen sort of through this season's run that we're doing, but it is something that, and and any of the cast at this season that we obviously haven't gotten, obviously we didn't have a Nicole interview last week. Uh, well, I shouldn't say last week when we were last on here, we've obviously been away for a few weeks, but yeah. So just, I wanted to point that out now while I remember. Be honest with me, Ben. Would you bump me for Ben Wynn? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't bump anyone for Ben Wynn. I'm sorry. Um, you know, like I, 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 I would speak to, I don't know. I don't know anyone from the Channel 10 season that I would be like, who would be on par with that? Yeah, I can't even think of anyone off the top of my head. So, <laughs> sorry, Ben Wynn. Um, <laughs> you know. now, now, Ben, getting back into this game. So, yeah, Imogen's gone they go back to tribe uh, they go back to camp so it's night 24 they start burning shit ben they, they're burning the place they're, how good would it have been if elton made the final two imagine him burning shit like he would have Breaking been shit burning shit he probably would have ended up in the fire himself i reckon just getting carried away but yeah but I, and i love how is it i think it might have been guy that says something oh it's the boys not out yep Yep, guy says that. Yeah. Yep, yep. Which I mean, I, I'm jumping ahead here. I don't know if you've got one in the in the bag, but one of my nominees for song uh, close out this week is Disco Inferno. Uh, you know, burn, <laughs> baby, burn. I think you know, possibly it's a it's a <laughs> contender. Good. I like that. I like that. That'll like the final it. countdown. I'm just saying right now, are my two nominees okay. this week. So uh, we'll see how we go with that. But yeah, I, was I love still it. hoping. I, I still hoping we we're going to have a bit of Paulini. But anyway. Oh, Jesus, Paulini. Jesus, you're ticking <laughs> off all the mid-2000s people. We, we, we played, we did play Beck Hewitt eventually, didn't we? I think we played a couple of Hollies, a oh, bit of Beck. Did we, did we play any Ricky Lee Coulter? God, does she even have a song we can play? <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll stick with Disco Inferno for now until we can come up with something we, we, a little we, bit better. <laughs> we, we need to do a, a bit of a mashup of all the songs we have played throughout the season. Jesus, Jesus, Matt, how much editing uh, skills do you think I've got? All oh, right, <laughs> calm down. Um... <laughs> I'm not well, that if, good. If, I know. If, if 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 this podcast was making money, maybe we would. Yeah, exactly. Not, so. Give us money, people. <laughs> just, do do I get do to read my tree mail here? This is on well, day okay. 25. I, I would love you to because this could be the very last time you ever do it, Matt. Um, but before, before we get to that, um, obviously you're saying the burning everything and – there's really not a whole lot to talk about here outside of this tree mail, but I want to, I want to, before we get to the tree mail, I love Justin here. I love Justin trying to get up in the morning and he's all like, Oh, I'm going to make his brekkie. I'm going to get us some pawpaws and freaking sugar cane, all this kind of stuff. And, He's walking along and this confet like we've talked about Justin's confessional, that dramatic style that he has. Like this is the best one when he's basically just be like, I'm walking along and I see the trimmer. There's got to be another bloody challenge. I can't do this anymore. And then he's like, <laughs> and then I see a riddle, another riddle. The riddles are killing me. <laughs> like, I love kind of how dramatic he is. But can we also point out, we should say that the tree bows, like I don't think, We've seen them with a knife in the tree all season, have we? Or have I just missed that? Because I love this knife holding up I, this parchment. 
Yeah, I, I did notice that as well. I don't think we have. I think this is definitely the first time we've seen it. But uh, yeah, it was a good little, good little ending for the for the tree mail. Especially, like I said, I can't remember if there's any tree mail in the in the first Channel Ten season. But if not, it's a good way to go out. But this there's really not map. much. There's not much to this tree mail. So I mean, there's only basically four lines. But I uh, want I want go. you to hang on before you do this, Matt. I want you to once you've read this. I want you to then give me your best Justin Melvy laugh because can I just say I love Justin Melvy's reaction when he sees his breakfast at the end of it. So if you can remember what that sounds like, oh, I go for it. Otherwise, I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll All give right. it to you. I'll, okay. I'm going to have to pass you over here because I can't remember. I know he does a laugh, but I, I can't remember how he does it. So you do it after I read it. Okay. But, all right. So the final tree mail of this season, it's a four-liner. It goes like this. It's the 25th and final day. And soon you'll hear what the jury say. But as you've made it to the final two, here's a little treat for you. <laughs> it's almost like Fran Drescher, um, kind of with yeah. a male twang to it. <laughs> did you, Did you notice with this tree mail too? They, they he actually you don't actually hear the whole tree mail. The the second line you don't hear because it cuts over to him. Like saying something else. Like I didn't notice in, that. Didn't yeah. notice that. So I actually, but they they have a shot of the tree mail up with the knife, and I actually had to get it from there. But the second line, the one that says, "And soon you'll hear what the jury say," you don't actually hear because they cut to Justin. So maybe when he read it, may, I'm assuming maybe he didn't read it properly or did something else during it, and they're like, "Oh shit!" So we had to they had to I cut did, around I didn't, it. Didn't, didn't notice. Well, but I, I I love like I love he because he slowly reveals the basket and he kind of has that. Like, it's just it's such a cool little laugh. But then, I mean, this is history making too. The first ever final day breakfast in Australian Survivor. There it is. And then I just love when he gets back and I love Guy's reaction. He's kind of got this big kid on Christmas and he's like, bacon, eggs, juice. <laughs> I like it. I love their juice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta admit, this is a good. It's a good little breakfast package. Oh, yeah. They get bacon, eggs. They get they get baguettes. I love. Oh, you that can't baguette go looks so good. Yum. I know. Uh, you, you can't go past a baggie. I mean, what we haven't oh. seen a baggie since what they had in season one. They had the was it the, the prawns on it? Was it prawns or yeah, lobster, yeah, that, yeah, 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 lobster right, or something? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, they've got orange juice, coffee. It turns oh. out that guy can make an uh, the ultimate brew. He says he, he's great. At, he talks himself up about how good his coffee making is. And what's what's Justin drinking out of? Like, guy's got a coffee mug, but Justin looks like he's drinking well, out of like a like a, a folded up coconut well, leaf or well, something. It's like funny that. you say that. So in the package, if you if you pause it, it's got the bacon, the eggs, the baggies, the OJ, the coffee, and then it looks like there's one mug. So which is the mug that guy's drinking of? Mm. I can't see a second mug. So did they did they forget that this was there was two people left? Like. By this stage, was David Mason already basically on on the plane and said, "You know what? Who get maybe maybe Ben Wynn broke the second mug and they're like, you know what? They get and one Justin mug. broke it. He broke David's bloody plate, so he's broken his mug already. <laughs> the pot. No, it was the pot. He broke the, the pot. The pot. The pot. Maybe, I don't know. I, I honestly reckon that maybe someone in production broke one of the mugs on the way to putting this thing together, and they thought, you know what? 
just give them one mug. We, we've got no more budget left. There's literally, and yeah, uh, you're right. I tried to work out what Justin was drinking from too. Who knows? Was, I, yeah. I just think, yeah, I just, I, I picture the budget. They've basically gotten to the final day. All right, come on guys, oh. put together a hamper. All right, cool. We've got the bacon. We've got the eggs. Ben. We've got the, we've got the brew. We've got that. All right. Okay. So we've got, uh, we've got five bucks left. All right. Uh, mugs. All right. Yeah, f- five bucks a mug. Uh, shit. We'll just do one. That's all right. That's fine. We're done. What? Budget over. Channel yeah. seven. <laughs> Why do you think they were burning the place down the night before? They didn't have the they, – they ran out of money to pay some locals to bloody come clean up the bloody <laughs> camp after it was all finished. So they literally said – That was Ben Wynn's job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that – probably was. And, that uh, one guy we yeah, had to clean said, up the thing, we put in the bloody game. Shit. So that's <laughs> – that was his one job, and then in the end, yeah, and, yeah he was a cleaner. The, the, he was he was uh, celebrity survivor <laughs> cleaner, and they'd send him back shit. to. Oh fuck, we got rid of the cleaner. Shit, burn everything, burn it to the ground. Oh <laughs> shit, he went from the cleaner to the survival expert in in in, in the space of five minutes. But you but imagine yeah, him but as a nah. cleaner. Oh yeah, just oh. got to clean the floor. <laughs> let, let, let's just be honest for a sec. There was no budget left by the end of this no, episode. No. I mean, dick, dick, that's, that's why Dicko wanted to get out of there. Like, all right, let's get this over and done with you. No, no food left back at the fucking resort. No. They've blown all our money. Well, they, yeah, they probably they probably cut the bar tab off on the twenty fourth day, and he's yeah. like, they, they ran out of money. There was no one was paying the bar tab anymore. He's like, well, I'm not I'm not using my own bloody money for the Fiji bitters and wine, and and uh, I reckon he probably the last day he didn't even get paid, and that's why everyone was yeah. done. Everyone's, everyone's it, shitty. Well, because it, it is a rushed episode. I reckon by this day, everyone's done. They just want they want to get out of Vanuatu. Which, I mean, it is very rushed because, like, I mean, the thing is, what have we had this episode? We've had a little bit at the camp, rites of passage, challenge, then a tiny little bit before Image gets voted out, then a tiny little bit, and now we're at the final tribal council. And even well, this final tribal council only goes for, what, 14 minutes. This is a final well, tribal council. <laughs> But, but but even at the end, I mean, I know I'm jumping ahead here, but even at the end, we're talking about running out of budget and everything. I mean, when guy wins, you know, normally you'd maybe a novelty check saying yeah. winner a hundred thousand dollars with his right aid, you know, you know, on there or something to say it's charity or, or or something. All they give, they just hand him back and put the immunity challenge necklace back over <laughs> oh, his God, head and don't say get me started on I that. mean, I mean, literally, <laughs> they've run out of money. They couldn't <laughs> even afford the novelty check. I have to say, what, what what f- thing? Why are they putting? I know I'm jumping forward, but Ben, why are they putting the immunity necklace back? The game's over. He's won. And you can't you can't tell me that the tribe has spoken, Dicko, because that was your line when people get voted. It's like you remember back in like the early US seasons when Jeff used to snuff the runners up torch, like Kelly's and Colby's. I don't know <laughs> if they did it to um, Kim's in Africa, but I know they did it. Like the Jeff used to snuff the second place's torch when they they didn't win. So I, I yeah, yeah I, I, I about that. It's it's so like. <laughs> Uh, we, we may as well I mean, we're on it now. But they, I, yeah, give him I, the immunity. So, Guy, can we just say, the guy permanently has immunity. So, if Guy came back on Channel 10, yeah. he'd be there yeah. going, you can't vote me out. Dicko gave me immunity. Doesn't mean, you know, removed. Well, well I, reckon, I reckon that's why he didn't get on because they, they found out that this guy has permanent immunity and he, yeah. he, he can't. I mean, this guy can. I mean, <laughs> this guy is the most blessed Australian survivor ever. The guy got voted out. He was eating buffet food for six days, comes back, wins, gets permanent <laughs> immunity for life. I mean, this guy's got permanent immunity for life. Doesn't yep. matter what channel show he goes on. He can yep. never be voted out. Even if he does, he'll always still come back and win. Yep. Um, I mean, Dicko, I think he's still wanting to let everyone know that it's now an individual game. <laughs> 
I mean, imagine if you put it on, say, guy, you're the winner, puts on the immunity necklace, and by the way, it's now an individual game. <laughs> Honestly, oh. in the background, you know, Justin's still eating baguettes. I mean... They're, oh. they're very frugal at Channel 7 in 2006. Like, we have spent all this money on our budget. We couldn't even afford a second mug. We paid a lot for that immunity necklace. So, by God, by crikey, the winner's going to wear that. They're going to take that with them. They're not burning that shit. That was expensive. My hope guy still has that necklace. Oh, well, they, they wouldn't better. have been that stingy that after it then when the camera stopped yeah. rolling. Uh, uh, excuse me, Mr. Leach. Mr. Leach, uh, we need that necklace back. Just in case we do a second season of uh, Celebrity Survivor, we're going to use that same necklace. Yeah, if, they ever, if they ever kept going, like the immunity idol and everything, the necklace, everything's the same moving forward. Same challenges. Uh, you, same, you know what? I would, have, I would have actually rather just... Seeing Dicko walk out with the immunity necklace yeah. on his. <laughs> just like, Fuck you, guy. I win immunity. Yeah. He's the biggest celebrity. Just, I mean, oh. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we've already had Trollet. Should we just, uh, was there anything? Uh, okay. I will backtrack a little bit. Once again, I like that they depart on the canoes mm, again. Me too. I mean, yeah. I do like that. I don't know about the Vanuatu guys that are rowing the canoes. I mean, they're dressed up in the old, you know, with the, the leaves all over them, like, like a plant. I mean, I think that was a little bit over the top. I mean, I know they did that in my season with the opening intro in the Fiji. Like they got the people, you know, when you, we're coming in on the bus and you know, they've got the the local there with the with the big machete with the and it, the same thing. They had all the, the leaves thing over. I don't know, it must be a traditional thing. But I've been to, I mean, I've been to Vanuatu. I've been to Fiji. I've never seen anyone wearing these these leafy kits before. I don't know. It's, I don't know what you're talking about. The only time I've been to Fiji, I've been twice through the airport in Nandi and uh, both times I had people there playing the ukulele with little grass skirts on as I walked through the uh, airport. Yeah, so, you that's know. grass skirts. That's not literally <laughs> a branch just over them, wrapped around them on their head. I don't know. But look, I did like the fact that they, they, they're getting their money's worth. I mean, Let's be honest. They paid these canoe guys for the twenty-five days. They didn't yeah. have any other motor. They couldn't afford any other motor transport. So they were literally like, "We need you again, guys. We have actually paid you. We can't afford anything else. So we're going to get." They, the they blew the back. helicopter budget on the challenges, Matt. Like they've used a couple of choppers this season, so they couldn't you well, know, climb out. Right? They'd give them the stingy little canoes. I wasn't going to say this. I still think they're paying off their debt to that 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 company for the chopper. I'm pretty sure they're still paying off their debt. 15 years I do, later. I, I do mean, I do like, though, like I, I kind of like as they're leaving and Justin's like, we're never going to touch foot on this beach again. And um, and what does Justin say? That uh, it's overwhelming and it's anxious that it's going to be over yeah. with. So um, it's like, again, like these are the things you were like, people always bag out the finale of Australian Outback as being too long, too drawn out. I, I disagree. I think that is just one of my favourite episodes of Survivor because I love kind of the epicness of that finale the way you've kind of got like colby goes and sits on the cliff and he's like throwing his eye like just i like that i like that reflection of the players and kind of looking back and we've got that last season as well with rob and shona just kind of reflecting on it like i like that like i wanted more reflection from these two i wanted more kind of looking at like why wasn't this a two-hour finale why didn't we get extra stuff like it kind of it, it annoys me but, like it should have been a two-hour finale and why wasn't there a little uh, look why wasn't there a little bit more talk about the charities involved too? Because yeah, we've talked about this earlier. Like I understand, okay, maybe not bring it up too much throughout the show. That's fair enough. But this is a finale. I mean, the charity is getting $100,000. I mean, this is a charity show. I know that all the players are getting paid and all that, their own money. But fair enough. Don't bring it up in the other 11 episodes. But this is a finale. Let's get some confessionals. Okay. What's it going to mean to Imogen for her charity, you know, to win $100,000? Justin's charity. I mean, let's hear a little bit about that because, to be honest, I'm, I'm almost forgetting that 
this is actually about charity in the end. I, to be honest, I do forget until they bring it up at the end. Oh, hundred thousand dollars to Rite Aid. Well, oh shit, that's right. They're which, getting they're getting a hundred thousand. Which you're right. Like, I mean, I Celebrity Apprentice. I mean, basically every single week they're talking about the charity that yeah. they're working for, right? And like, like one thing when we get to the Channel C- Ten seasons that I absolutely hate because it does not belong in Survivor is these flashbacks. Like, you're famous. I'm saying you can't spoil Matt Dyson. Like, you're getting a shot of you in your daily life. I hate that shit. I hate it. That's not Survivor. Mm. But this is where you do that. Like, have Guy Leach out there with Rite Aid, like, with the kids and building shelters and have Imogen talking up the Cambodia Foundation and have Justin with the Diabetes Australia. Like, have them doing that because you're right. Like, this is what they're playing for and... Despite the fact that they're getting paid, who cares about that stuff? He's won $100,000 for a charity. I want to know, like, every week we've come on here and we've gone, what charity is that? What do they do? We don't know because no one's telling us. Like, we should be knowing. This is a publicity. If I'm a charity, if I'm the CEO of Rite Aid, I'm shitty. Like, Guy Leach has won me hundred grand, but that's forgotten about in five seconds because people aren't talking about that. They're talking about Guy Leach winning. And they're like, oh, what was that charity? Oh, Rite Aid, cool. But Guy Leach won. Okay, great. Like, no, I'm, I'm with you 100%. 100%. Yeah, it, they, they stuffed up. It's a stuff up. And if you're going to do a modern-day celebrity survivor, they could do it so much better. I'm not saying you don't need to ram it down our throat in every episode, but towards the end, when it's getting down to the nitty-gritty, you know, I want to find out what, what are these people playing for and who's getting this money? Like, yeah, anyway. but And we should we should even have that, I think, the jury questions. I mean, why isn't there a yeah. tell me about your charity? Because, I mean, that was what we used to yeah. get in the American one. Like, what would you do with a million dollars? Like, yeah. why isn't this a question – Hey, yeah, tell guy, me about the charity. Why is it important? Yeah, yeah. What, guy, why is it important for Rite Aid to get a hundred thousand dollars? You know, just who's Justin playing for? Uh, Diabetes Australia, I believe. Diabetes. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so what? You know, let's find out what does it mean to that charity to get this hundred thousand dollars? You know, um, but anyway, it doesn't happen now. The jury questions. There's there's one here. Uh, we'll, we'll go through it. There's, I mean. Can it's I, say, in, can in I ter- jump in really quickly and say that this is maybe the most underwhelming final tribal council I've ever seen in any Survivor? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. David, I thought David was pretty good here. He, he directs a question. Well, he directs it to Guy first, but he basically says that, um, that um, yeah, that, what does he say? He, ha- he has a go at the girls again, basically saying, well, well he, he has a go at the guys saying that none of their, none of their, their answers would hold up basically to scrutiny because they're, they're you know they're lies cross-examination doesn't he say yeah, cross exa- yeah, yeah. He, he's dirty he's dirty at that guy still because guy obviously made out to the girls that he was voting for him that he, he makes it clear that at no stage was he ever gonna vote against the girls but he said you know he, he understands at the end of the day guys playing the game so he understands that and he actually holds the girls more responsible because they believed it so of course he does. He, he thought, hasn't gotten over that. He still hasn't gotten over no, 15 years later, as we know. No, so. no, no. But I, I actually thought that, that was actually quite good. I, I did like seeing that. Um, Nick talks to Justin. Obviously, there's the whole. Um, well, and, and actually, I, I'm a bit. I'm jumping ahead here. That David talking about all that is actually when he gives the vote to Guy. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, which is contrary. Like, can we? Did, did you pick up? I'm jumping ahead here. But actually, no, I'm not going to say it now. I'll wait till the yeah, break. Yeah, wait, revealed. wait, but, wait. Um, but I'm already doing it. It's like there's a couple of good points, but like it's just, again, it feels so rushed. 
I hate that they sit down and ask questions because I know they do this in US Survivor now with the open forum, right? So again, Australian Survivor, uh, you know, foreshadowing, you know, season one did it with Eddie in the crowd, like what Jeff does later on and now season two foreshadowing what they do there. But I just, it just feels lazy. Like I like it when they would stand up and stand in front of the jury. Like it was like a thing. Like that's where you get your great speeches. That's where you get your rats and snakes and, and all that kind of stuff. Like it just, it just feels more epic and final. Just... It's just kind of lazy. They're just sitting there. Like, they cut straight to David, and David's like, eh. and then, like, you know, it just, I just, I don't like it. And I just, I also feel that, yeah, like, we're, one thing I'm definitely going to praise next season is, is Christie's final jury speech is the best maybe we've ever gotten in Australian Survivor. It's her performance just owns everyone. And, like, I just, I feel so, like, Guy does well. I, I like Guy kind of. You know, I like Guy's answer to David when he's basically like, you know, like, well, look, all the scheming was going on before I got back. Like, that wasn't my fault. And then obviously we're going to get his answer to Elton that I didn't make the rules, which is a very valid point. He's 100% yeah. right there. Um, and then, like, at the end when he's just basically like, ah, hey, you vote for me, you do. If you don't, oh, right, we'll, we'll, we'll be mates after this. Like, Guy's just Guy. Guy's just being himself. He's very chill, relaxed. Justin, on the other hand, is, I want to be friends with everyone. <laughs> like, let's all be what? friends. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just... Uh, there's a few moments in this, Matt, but I'm just, I'm very underwhelmed. I, I always rate a season on their final tribal council because I love the epicness of it and what's been said, but I just, I'm not, I'm not impressed with this one. I'm being honest. Well, I was left stunned because I, I, I've watched this finale once before prior to watching it today, prior to this, doing this recap, but I forgot that Nick, Nicole brings up about the Justin mm. bribery scandal. I totally well, forgot about thing, that. right? Yeah. So yeah, so I'm sitting here and then all of a sudden Nick's talking, um, to Justin and wants him to admit that he offered her money to stay. And I'm like, hang on a second. What the hell? Like I didn't. It comes out so, of nowhere. So Makes no sense. Com- Once again, it comes no out context. of nowhere. So all of a sudden, so I'm like, Oh, so hang on a sec. So it was Nick. Like we didn't know who it was. Mm. Now all of a sudden at the final, you know, jury questions for, for the, to, for the winner, we're finding out it was actually Nicole that was wanting to go. And, and then it makes no um, sense too when Gab says, "I knew nothing about it." Yeah. And then, like, like, and this is the thing. This is where once again, back to that episode where it was brought up. It comes out of nowhere. There's no explanation. Nothing is shown. And then all of a sudden, it gets brought up again here. Yeah. And even Justin, like Justin, just starts apologising and blah blah blah. But like, what's he apologising for? There's there's no context to what well, he's saying. Well, I mean, he's apologising for offering Nick. But he doesn't flat out say it, so that's the thing, though. Like, well, he, he does, but she, but she does. She says that you, you need to own it, that you offered me financial reward to stay in the game. So then he says... Why he does says, he have well, to apologise for that? What's well, wrong with doing that? Well, this is what I'm saying, and this is what I love. i got to admit, hearing what Justin says next, for me, I wrote notes here and I put very powerful speech. I respect Justin so much for what he says now. He, 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 he does apologise, but at the same time, he says, like, he says so. It was hard for me. He was on Mo- the Mosso tribe with all the girls. He was the only guy. He said a lot of them wanted to go home. Some wanted to go home at the first tribal council, which was obviously Kim. Some wanted to go home in two days' time. Some were saying, oh, well, let me stay for four, four more days, then I'll go home. You know, we know Gabby didn't want to hang around. We find out now Nicole didn't want to go around. We didn't know that at the time, but we find out at the end here that Nicole was asking to go home. Here, here Justin is. Paul Justin wants to stay in the game. He wants to play the game. He's surrounded by people who don't want to be there, who want to go home. So he he now finds himself that all his friendships and all his loyalties, they're all slowly wanting to depart. Um, 
he says, before my very own eyes, they're all wanting to depart. So for him, it was hard for him to, to work out what was going on. So what does he do? He starts offering people and he doesn't actually then say, he never fully admits to it. But what was he meant to do? He's trying to play a game. So the only thing he's got left is to say, hey, let's start offering a bit of financial reward to stay around. So stay around to at least get to the jury. And if I get to the end, I'll make it worth your while. You know what? I don't blame the bloke. Which if is fascinating. When you, yeah, when you think about yeah. it, though, because at the end of the day, you want to beat everyone out there. So if I'm Justin, I'm going, yeah, fuck off. Like, that's four well, more people that I don't have to beat. <laughs> yes, but if they're going to just stay long enough to be on a jury and then fuck off, if that means he'll get their vote, well, because other, you know what? Because if they're all going to go home and then Moso get depleted and he ends up going, well, yeah. I mean, look, it, it, it's, it's a hard yeah. one. If you're on a try, imagine that. You get out there, you want to be there, you want to play. And then basically the only one that seems that doesn't want to go home is him and Fiona. Mm. Um, holy shit. You know, what are you meant to do? Yeah. And like, I, I agree with you completely. And like, uh, you know, I think Justin's great this episode and, and you know, Justin does what he does here and, and does it. Like, I love that line when he, when he's sort of giving his final, is it his final speech or is it when he's talking to Imogen and he says about how, um, you know, you're talking about having a second chance, like, I, I was only out of this game for two days. Like, yeah. Because yeah, he says fine, about fine. how Justin was out. Uh, sorry, Guy was out for like a week. So um, I kind of like how he, he says that, which is a good point because this is one thing that I thought would be addressed more is the fact that like these people should be like, hey, you were out of the game. Why has it felt like? I know Guy yeah. uh, Elton says it, but um, maybe if it was against Imogen and kind of, you know, ultimately they were out of the game, that, that's going to be brought up more. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you you sum that up very nicely with Justin and I, I, I'm very much looking forward and let's spoil it right now because we're going to eulogise Justin in a minute as we eulogise Guy. Justin's on the show next week. We found him, folks, and he's coming on the show to talk about it and he wants to talk about it. Like, Justin is very keen to talk about this so uh, we're going to get to a you, lot of the, the, you, the... You found him, Ben. Are we going to... You found him. You, you, this is all you, Ben, and this is gold. Do, do we want to give a little little bit of a backstory about? Uh, we will. We will we, we'll talk about that when we talk about the interview because I feel we uh. need to wrap the episode up first in terms of the win and that. But no, we will. Uh, we will because uh, it was it's it's a fun story. But um, through all of that, everybody goes off to vote, and we see two votes. We see uh, Nicole, and we see David. David. Yeah. Now. I actually have, uh, on the forum, somebody has posted that Channel 7 back in the day posted all of the final contestants, of the jury members' final words, so I've got them here. But do you see the little faux pas that Channel 7 made here in terms of uh, the votes at all? Uh, You're about to tell me. So we see David's vote. We see his very big, distinct guy, right? So when they're reading, when Dicko's reading out the votes and we get to that final vote of like who's going to be the winner, oh, it's nervous, we know guys won because we haven't seen David's vote read out yet. So, again, little, like, I mean, you got to be paying attention, right? But, well, like, people did on the that, forums did, a, people on the forums are yelling yeah. about this. <laughs> well, they did that They did that in an earlier episode as well. Yeah, yeah. The exact same, with the, because I think it was Imogen or someone had written a name but put like a, a flower a or, or butterfly like or yeah, love heart yeah. on it. And then that was the last one to be read. So it was like, hang on a sec, we know who's going. Yeah. The editors should have been shot. They, they, You know what? 15 years later, I'm still put a bounty on the head and shoot them because yeah. it's terrible <laughs> editing. Terrible. This this it season, it, 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 if, 
it's been terrible editing. Stuff like that. You can't make those mistakes. Yeah, no, it's it is pretty bad when you when you pay attention to it. But ultimately, we get our first ever one vote win, and our only one of two. I, I haven't watched season eight yet. I don't know if that was decided by one vote or not. But um, ultimately, we get. I, I like a one vote win. It's always you know tension filled. It's kind of great. But guy wins by vote, and, and congratulations to Justin for getting two votes because as we were trying to work out there, um, the voters, which the, the the big shock for me is that Gabby does not vote for Justin. That, to me, is like, wow. I, if I had one lock, I would have been that Gabby would have voted for Justin, but she doesn't. So Imogen and Nicole vote for Justin, and David, Gabby, and Elton all vote for Guy. So are you shocked that Gabby do you doesn't reckon, vote for Justin? That, that, that blew me away a bit. Do, do, well, do you reckon because, remember, Gabby, did she basically play the whole game with Guy? Because they started together. I think she may have played literally the whole game with Guy. Um, did she? Yes, she did. You're right. Yes, and and I think maybe that's why. Hmm, that's a that's a valid point. I didn't think about that. Um, well, they were the only two. I think they were the only two that played that played the whole. Well, maybe did uh, maybe Nick and Imogen played the whole. Nick and Imogen played their whole game together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Justin and Amber did when Amber got voted out, but, I mean, obviously she was gone for a while. Um, David played with Elton the whole time when they were... Yeah, no, you're right. Like, it's... Yeah, that's that's a good point. I didn't think about that. But um, yeah, Guy wins, gets a fucking immunity necklace back, <laughs> sure. I do, I do love... Um, I just kind of... There's one shot of Justin when Justin's just kind of sitting there and he's kind of just got this look on his face. He's just kind of like... Shit. <laughs> like, I, you kind of see always, like, the runner-up is always like, oh, congratulations, you got this far. Like, if I'm the runner-up and I got one vote away, I'm shitty. I'm like, I'm going to be pissed. So I, I kind of, like, Justin does get up and give him a smile, give him a hug, everyone hugs, kisses. And then um, uh, Guy's final words, which I'm a bit sad Justin doesn't get some final words. I feel like he should have gotten something. But, um, yeah, I, I'm probably taking your thunder here a little bit, but I, I do kind of like how Justin, uh, Guy said, oh, after that battering I got for the last five minutes. Like, was it really a battering, Guy? I don't, I don't know that. Maybe just, <laughs> I'm I, glad I, you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm like, I had to retake. I'm like, battering? Five minutes? I, really? I mean, you've just I've got, got to think. Like a, he, he's, he's just won $100,000. Let's, let's, we all know that not only did he win 100000 for his charity, he won an extra 100000 for himself. If, if, if that's all you've got to do at the end and cop a little bit, which really didn't cop anything, basically there's people saying, well, did you deserve it because you were out of, out of the game for six days? Um, that's worth 100000 to me. Yeah, I think the, the thing too is uh, going back to the rush nature of this episode, I think kind of the way you see the final tribal edited, there's obviously more that's been said. Like it's just it's just the way it's been. As, yeah, in, as in any tribal, we know obviously that tribal's gone for a very long time. So, um, you know, maybe there is a lot more to it than that than we see ultimately. But um, Guy gives his final words. Uh, I do like that line when he says, I'll go to the grave as one of the greatest experiences of my life. And I love how he ends with a thank you. Like it's kind of a nice little, like Guy's just such a nice guy. Um, no pun intended there. But um, the one thing, like, again, it's a finale. It should be more epic. I just kind of hate this way. It's kind of just final words. You've got a brief little montage. It reminds me so much of Borneo when you kind of see Richard Hatch, like, getting off the plane and getting into his uh, whatever car he won back in Borneo. It's kind of so rushed. But at least we had a reunion to kind of tie all that up back in Borneo. But, um, yeah, I mean, it would have been great to have a reunion. Something a bit extra there. I don't know. But uh, Guy Leach, he's out there. He is. He's our winner. Matt, 
two uh, two athletes in a row of one Australian survivor. <laughs> so uh, that's. But I remember watching season three. I for sure thought Lee was going to win that when it got to yeah. the end. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. three in a row. Um, but. Uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, so I guess now, uh, any final, like, I guess we should really eulogise both. I mean, we sort of kind of did. No, we didn't when they got voted out, did we? Because we said we'd save this to this. Uh, guy gets $100,000 for Rite Aid, uh, which, again, they don't, if they exist anymore, they're, they're not on the same website. I did a Google for them and I couldn't find them. And uh, Justin Melby for Diabetes Australia. So, yeah, look. Uh, Justin, let's start with Justin first because I feel like we're kind of skipping him over. He doesn't get any final words or anything along those lines. But look, I think I said at the very beginning of this season, he's one of the the most complex, interesting people to ever sort of analyze because he's just, he's very interesting the way he plays the game. Like he starts off almost unassuming and in the background and then kind of, he's almost somewhat in control and then the controversy happens with this bribing thing, which is never explained. And he comes back in the game and, kind of just pull some strings and, and, and make some moves and then right at the end wins immunity and, and ultimately is kind of damned if he takes Guy, damned if he takes Imogen, gets one vote away from winning this game. And, you know, we've talked a lot about players that we grow an appreciation for from doing these rewatches. Justin might be the one I've grown the biggest appreciation for. I just, I, I think kind of at the beginning saying, I'm not sure I'm going to analyze this guy. I've, I've grown such a, an appreciation for the, how he's played. He's entertaining. He's so entertaining. I love his dramatic confessionals. And he was, you know, decent in challenges. He won one immunity at the end. He was the fire starter, the fire king, you know, formed some great, he's a popular rooster out there. Good looking rooster. Like he's just, he seems like a fun guy to be around. And, yeah, going on to this whole bribery thing, if all it comes down to, he was offering people money to stay in the game, then Jesus Christ, like, the guy should be praised. So, yeah, Justin Melvey, may- maybe if you were to quiz me on who improved the most on a rewatch, it's between him and Elton, I would say. So, um, yeah, I like me some Justin, and just going to stand the cliche once again, Matt, and say that I'd like to see him play again. I think he'd be a fascinating guy to come back and play another season. Yeah, he was a player that I didn't know, like I didn't know who he was prior to watching this season. So obviously I didn't watch this season at the time. I, th- I only watched it for the first time a couple of years ago, but even then, like I didn't know who Justin Melvey was because I hadn't watched home and away in that era when he was on. So I'm like, all right, who's this bloke? But he was a good casting. Like he was a really good casting. I think he, he's different. Like he's a, he, his confessionals, the way he delivers them, are different to anyone else that's probably ever been on Survivor. You know, he, yeah, he, he was uh, he was decent in challenges. He was he had a strategic game. He's just he was just different. I, I liked him. I think he was a great casting, and I would have been happy if he won too. Like honestly, out of the guy or him, if it came down to those two, I would have been happy if he, if he would have won as well. I think he, you know, um, he he did play a decent game. So, um. Yeah, he's just, I don't know, like, he was just, he was a good cast. I mean, that's all I can really say. He was, I think he was a great casting. Just uh, quickly, we we sort of didn't really go much on Imogen sort of post-Survivor, but, I mean, I think we've talked a lot about her throughout the show, kind of other appearances that she's done and, and everything along those lines. But Justin Melvey, just outside of um, obviously being well-known on, on, on Home and Away and then obviously Days of Our Lives, uh, General Hospital, and I'm just seeing he didn't do a whole lot outside of uh, that, but I'm seeing he was in a uh, a movie called Chasing Comets back in 2018, which was about a player chasing his dream of playing in the NRL, starring a couple of other Home and Away alum, Dan Ewing and Isabel Lucas. 
Uh, Stan Walker was in it too. There's a there's a blast from the past. Uh, but uh, and DJ DJ Havana Brown Matt Dyson was in this movie. We need to see this. Um, but Justin Melvy was in this movie, so um, maybe we can talk to him a little bit about that uh, next week when it comes to uh, his acting there. But uh, we'll say that um, I learned a bit about Justin and having a few conversations recently. Apparently, and I want to talk to him about this next week. Bit of a ski champion. This guy could have been an Olympian, Matt Dyson. He uh, apparently was a very handy skier back in the day. So uh, we'll talk to him a, a little bit about that. Guy Leach, though, our champion. Um, the first Australian Survivor player to be voted out and then win, which, if I am not mistaken, that has recently been replicated. I haven't watched the season, but I've been told. So, um, spoiler <laughs> alert for people like me who haven't seen the season. Thanks for that person who spoiled that to me. But, uh, look, Guy, again, I think one thing I've really appreciated about watching this and analysing it is that had he been in the whole time, he could be considered one of the great winners because he's strategic. He wants it. He He's great at challenges. He's, he's very social. He actually is really good at this game. The obvious detractor is that he was missing for, what, seven days of this game. So that's kind of like the default lowest winner on any rankings of Australian Survivor. And it's sad because he actually is very good. Like, when he came back into this game, I mean, he owned the game. He's pulling strings. He's making moves. Like, he basically orchestrates everything that happens in the final couple of episodes. He, as I learnt last year when I interviewed him for the Hall of Fame, he, like, Spoke to survival experts. He prepped, like he loved survival. Like he's a survivor fan, probably the biggest survivor fan on this cast. So he like lived and breathed this game, and just it shows when he's able to kind of do what he does. And he never, I think, pretends to be anyone that he's not. He's just he is who he is. Oh, mate, mate, mate. Like he loves his mates. He's very, you know, one of the guys, but he also like still can hang out with the girls and and you know not ruffle their feathers as well. So. Even just kind of him at the end when he sums himself up, basically, when he's like, look, I didn't make the rules. I played to the rules. And, you know, if, if you want to give me the win, great. If not, then we'll all have a beer afterwards. Like, he's a guy that, like, you and you and I and Elton and him, go out and have a drink. Like, that would be a good night out. Like, just casual drinks with the boys. Um, and, like, I, I really hate that if I do a ranking of my Australian Survivor winners that he's ultimately going to be number eight on that list. And that, that's just by default. It really is. It's the Chris Underwood argument, you know. It's not Guy's fault that he got voted out and was able to come back into the game. So I, I appreciate Guy a lot more on this rewatch. I think he's a, a great personality. It baffles me on these forums to see that everybody thinks Guy is boring. I, I don't get Guy being boring at all. Um, and, yeah, I mean, his win kind of sums up this season, doesn't it? It's kind of, it's a bit all over the place. Like, it's entertaining, but it's kind of just scarred by one moment, which kind of people remember it for. So, uh yeah, all props to Guy. Congratulations to him for winning this season. Any night out with Elton is a good night on the piss. Like, bloody, bloody that's Matt. a good night. Yeah, <laughs> fire out, mate. Yep. Um, I tell you what, yeah. Look, with with the way Survivor is now, there's going to be plenty more winners that have been voted out and come back and win. But I can guarantee you, Guy will be the only Australian Survivor ever who's been voted out, ate a buffet for a week, <laughs> and then got back in and won. I can guarantee you that. It's, he won't be the last that have been voted out, but he'll be the last of the buffet eaters. That's, that's a very good point, actually. The last of the buffet. Put that on a T-shirt. The last well, because uh, we, we, we didn't actually mention that, but in um, in the in the uh, jury, I think um, Elton actually says, oh, he mentioned yeah. something about, oh, you've been eating buffets for the week. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's what he. Yeah, that's kind of his line when he's talking about the yeah. whole. Uh, you know, he's a fair kind of thing. But um, again, it's not guy's fault. Guy, guy no. didn't you know create this, and uh, you know, it's just it's just it's a default answer, right? Like it's kind of. You know, it's it's tricky to say that, and and maybe we will do one day a, a ranking the winners or something like that. I don't know, but it's um yeah I I just I I appreciate him a lot more having this rewatch just like I do this entire season, and we'll obviously talk about that over the coming weeks when we get to our wrap episode. Um, just a couple of things, and we'll kind of talk about a, a few things as we wrap this up. Uh, just on the confessionals in this last episode, Imogen actually only gets three confessionals. I feel like she got more than that, but uh, nine to Justin, five to Guy. Uh, I feel like I've asked you this before, but see if you can uh, remember the answer to this, Matt. Who got the most confessionals this season? Most confessionals? I'm going to say David. David got the second most confessionals this season. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to say guy because he was out of the game for a certain amount of episodes. Imogen doesn't feel like she did. Um, Elton wouldn't have. So I mean, maybe okay, Justin then. You are, should have stuck with Imogen. Imogen had fifty-six wow. this season. Actually, um, equal. Uh, sorry, David got fifty-four, and then equal third was Justin and Nicole. Interestingly enough, fifty-one. Uh, Gabby got forty-four. Wheel. Wow, that's that seems like a lot for Gabby. Thirty-seven to Guy, and then behind Guy, Amber twenty-three, Elton eighteen, Wayne fourteen, ten to Fiona, nine to Kim in her one episode, and two to Ben. Of course, I got more confessionals, and I wasn't even on the bloody season. It um, uh, it makes <laughs> it it makes sense. Imogen would have the most because she was the only one. She was in every episode, so I mean, it does make sense. That is that is that's a very valid point there. But it still only have two more than David. Uh, so like David was on track there. For, Lord for of doing, the Manor. Like, Lord of the Manor. Who got the most nicknames this season, David? Um, obviously, we're not going to wrap up the season right now because ultimately we will have our finale episode where Matt and I will try and get uh, Cable and other Matt on as well to kind of really talk about that. I, I did sort of alluded to a bit on the forums. Um, yeah, just very negative. Everybody hated the finale. Everybody was just pissed off how it won. I mean, literally the first post on um, the the forum for that week is, sums up this season, fuck you, David Mason, fuck you, Justin. Um, <laughs> so literally, and the, the thread is called, fuck that, what a complete load of bullshit. I think Guy Leach wrote that potentially. I wish, um, I wish there was a comment on there and says like, fuck, you know, Fuck Ben Wynn, fuck David Mason, and fuck Ben Waterworth, who's reading this 15 years later. Just quickly, so the final words, so we obviously heard Nicole and uh, David's. So uh, looking through here, Imogen said, Justin, know that you are getting my vote purely because I believe it has come down to who did the hard yards. I believe honesty, integrity, and respect went out the window for both of you, so you're getting my vote because you did the most amount of days. Therefore, I think you are worthy of being the sole survivor. That's interesting. Uh, Gabby... So this is what Gabby said about voting for Guy. Guy, I voted you off once already in this show, and I regret that a little, and I am voting for you tonight to win because I do feel that you played the game the fairest, you deserve to win, and also made me giggle a lot. I enjoyed being camp with you. Good luck. Oh, that's nice. And Elton said, Guy, you get my vote tonight. I think because you're the most deserved guy in the group. (laughs) You've done very well throughout the reward challenges, immunity challenges. You've been a terrific bloke on and off the island. While we've been together, you're a super bloke. 
and I look forward to having a drink with you. Oh, they're looking forward to drinking as well. Hopefully as a Survivor King. Cheers, mate. Very Elton-esque. I love it. Um, so there you go. Any final thoughts on uh, on the finale, Matt? Obviously, again, as I said, we don't wrap up the season. We'll do that in a few weeks. But uh, anything just to add on this very underwhelming finale? Yeah, it was an underwhelming finale. It was rushed. Yeah, but like, like I said before, there was a couple of things I liked about it. I loved the rites of passage. I liked the immunity challenge. Uh, I like that they they didn't edit out guy going off and and having a go at Dicko. I mean, you'd never get that now, no way. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I love that about it, but yeah, it was it was a rushed episode. I will say that the coming weeks are going to be very exciting here for us on uh, ASA. Uh, you've you've missed interviews. Obviously, there's been a few that we haven't unfortunately been able to get or unable to get sort of at the time, as we said, Imogen, sadly. Not right now, but hopefully one point in the future. But Justin freaking Melvie is coming on the show. So the story behind this is a little uh, bit of research. I managed to stumble across a number, which looked old. This website comes like, oh, this won't be his number. So I, I, I found it and rang it up and couple of rings guy answers the phone like hello so literally straight away i hear this voice it sounds like justin it's justin so have a good old conversation introduce myself tell him what we're after he has a bit of a giggle so sure why not i've had several conversations with justin since and they've been all fantastic justin is pumped Justin is so excited to come on the show. He's keen to talk and he's not going to hold back based on the conversations I've had with him. So I'm very much looking forward to chatting with uh, Justin because he's one of these ones that we were sort of questioning, would we be able to track down? He's kind of been a bit out of the limelight for a while. So, uh, so excited to be able to talk to Justin. And then obviously, ultimately after Justin, we'll be having Guy on, our first ever winner that we're being able to talk to. So we're very much excited for that. Dicko, where we we don't know if we're being completely honest at this point, where we're, we're keen to get him, whether or not it happens or not, it might be sort of a case of an Imogen and an Elton people that we may have to revisit in the future. But we're fingers crossed that we're going to get Dicko. Ultimately, we're going to do a reunion, some form of reunion, whether it be just a couple of the guys, as many as we can get, just like we did with season one, because obviously this season never had a reunion, and then we will close it out with a wrap, uh, which I'm excited for, Matt. We've got some great stuff coming in the final few weeks. Yeah, it's going to be good to get these interviews because we sort of had a bit of a drought you know, towards the back of this season, we had some fantastic interviews early on in this season. I mean, they've all been fantastic, but yeah, unfortunately we've had a bit of a drought. Some people we just can't track down and um, that happens, you know, it happens. Hopefully one day we will get them, but um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to obviously here. We're going to, we're going to get to interview the final two. So, I mean, that's obviously, if you're going to get to interview two people, you want to interview the final two. So, and I'm, you're right. From what, what you what from what you've told me, Justin Melby is absolutely pumped to um he is. to you know, he really relive is. relive his survivor experience fifteen years later. That's great because obviously it means like it's it sounds like he, he really enjoyed his time in Vanuatu playing this game and, and they're the people you want to interview. So I'm looking forward to Justin. He's a quirky guy, you know, from what we've seen. He, he's he's the sort of guy that will deliver a, a great interview. So I definitely want to be a part of that and looking forward to it. And we, we always kind of said this season might be one that we, we don't get it. But at the end of the day, with Guy and, and Justin, uh, that's going to be 7 out of 12. And I think we take that as a pretty good strike rate. It's more than 50%. So uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So uh, 13 out of 16 that we got, obviously, for season one, 7 out of 12. And uh, who knows? Will we get a 100% season? 24 out of 24 moving forward. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. We'll, we'll, soon, we'll soon wait and see. 
Uh, but yeah, stay tuned for all of those. And obviously, we've been away for a few weeks. We're, we're going to, from this point on, we are we are airing them all to the end. And that will be the end of this season. And uh, we'll obviously tell you kind of what's going to be happening moving forward. And I say thank you for everyone for staying with us. We obviously realize it can be a bit tricky when we kind of come on air, we go off air, we come on air, go off air. Obviously, if you're listening to us in the future and you're doing these back to back, it doesn't mean anything to you. But those who are staying with us, we obviously appreciate the uh, the patience. And uh, we apologize for the, the delays that we have had. Follow us on social media, social media being Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, stay up to date with all of that. Let us know what you think of the show. Subscribe. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And as we get very excited to kind of keep going with these interviews and all the big episodes to close out season two. Matt, um, what are we doing? Disco Inferno, Final Countdown, Paulini, fucking DJ thinking, Havana I'm, Brown. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking Disco Inferno. I'm Disco they, Inferno. They, were, they, yes. were burning a, they were burning a lot of shit in that. Burn, in that. baby, burn. Yeah, baby. All right, I'm down yeah. with it. I'm down with the Disco Inferno. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back next week with Justin Melvy. Till then, my name is Ben, and I call crap. I did it myself. My name's Matt Dyson, and I wonder if Guy burnt that idol <laughs> Still can't believe they put it over his neck at the end. See you guys. Until next time, looking forward to Justin Melby. Peace out. I'm devastated because Tribal Council tonight has left me without Nick which, um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty awful about. The boys seem to be taking over and, and, you know, they've had some time off and I'm finding that a little bit hard to swallow right now. I'm going to fight hard for me. I want to win. I just want it to be fair. You want to be fair? And even Guy said yesterday, you know, an alliance is an alliance, but you shouldn't fall on your own sword. At the end of the day, I don't think either of us can beat Guy anyway um, with the jury. I don't think at the end we can. I'm not paving the way for Guy. I'm not going to roll over. I'm going. I'm done with all that yeah. shit. I'm going to give Guy a run for his money. Read it, big fella. Right Kim Johnson is the original firestarter. Big Ben. V. I think she dug her own grave, V. I actually have to thank her for that. The queen of one-liners. World's funniest girl. Mr. Gadget. the man that wanted to fix and build everything he loved it the big man we all have our love for the i just thought mate she won't last two days this girl she will be out of here lord of the manor the brains of the family the puppet master if i didn't have nicole i don't think i would have gotten this far i'm really proud that i'm in the final three um but i would like to win this has been the biggest journey of my life um as far as change goes and i just would like to see it through right to the very end. I am so honoured to be here in the final three. And I know my mother and my father would be so proud of me that I made it this far. Top threes is a dream come true. But you know what? I haven't even considered the fact of what I've done yet because the job's not finished yet. Go! It was only a tiny error, but there was daylight. I'm sorry, mate. You had to keep your feet and hands constant with the raft. You're out of the game. Oh, that's crap. Mate, I slid the thing. Only 10 seconds left. Sorry, but like all that bullshit. That's not fair. I watched myself do it. This is going to get very tough, guys. Three, two, one. We're off. Sorry, Richard. You've blown it. 
very quick. Justin Melvey, you win immunity. Ah! <laughs> the person who I choose tonight to go with me has to be the person that is most weakest against the jury. Imogen. What's there to stop everyone supporting Imogen? She's pulled her weight. She's been here longer than me. I don't know if I can be her. Guy's been very, very strong with the jury. And that scares the hell out of me, actually. So it's kind of really confusing. The 12th person to leave Celebrity Survivor is Imogen. Imogen. The tribe has spoken. And then there were two. I'm holding my head up high tonight. I know I gave it my 100%. Fingers crossed we've got a cracking day and we can just enjoy it for what I it just is. Wanna, yeah, I just want to just have a swear. I don't get into politics. I don't want to... Oh, it's over, mate. It's, it's over. over. It's, it's over. Done. It's so over. done. Burn the roof. Burn the floor. Oh, it's gone. Burn the shelter. Burn the mats. Burn everything. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. I caught wind of of some tree mail. Well, I had a heart attack. I thought, it's gonna be another bloody challenge. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. No more challenges. It's the 25th and the final day. Work out the next riddle. The riddles are killing me. But as you made it to the final two, here's a little treat for you. <laughs> <laughs> the riddle was a treat. That's great. That's great. I was pretty emotional. Just by myself, and it brought a little, uh, I know, brought a little happy tear to my eyes. <laughs> You are both worthy finalists, Guy. Different form of pressure for you tonight. Doing an Ironman race I don't think can even get you ready for something like this. How about you, Justin? That final decision can never outweigh the friendships and the bond that I have with these five people. And let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Being out of the game for uh, six days, you think that's fair? I didn't make the rules, I didn't set the rules, but I'm playing by the rules, and I've done the best I can. And uh, you say that that's fair, I don't know if it's fair, but it's the rules. Sorry, but I call that bullshit, that's not fair. Before we begin, I'd like to congratulate both of you, but there will only be one survivor. The names I will read out will be the names that the jury wish to become the sole survivor. I'll begin. Justin, Guy, one vote for Justin, one vote for Guy. Guy, two for Guy, one for Justin. Justin, two for Justin, two for Guy. With three votes, Australia's first celebrity survivor is Guy. Congratulations. Guy Leach, the tribe has spoken. You're Australia's first celebrity survivor. Congratulations. It's been a fantastic journey. I've had some of the highest points and some of the lowest points, but all in all, it's just been an unbelievable ride, something that I will never forget, and it'll go to my grave uh, as being one of the great experiences of my life. Thank you. Okay. <sighs> Let's get this over and done with. Fucking Eagle Double G. Snoop Dogg! Da -da 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 -da. You know I'm hopping with the Eagle Double G. 
the day. 